Welcome to the Battle Science Podcast, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast where we talk about Sylph Arena, Go Battle League, and Pokemon Go as it relates to PvP. I am one of your hosts, Steven, aka A Boy in the Woods, joined as always by Jesse, aka Rocket Admin J. What? I'm trying my Chewbacca impression, sorry. Oh, yeah, the, the mic completely missed it. <laughs> it. It missed all... It, it, doesn't, it doesn't think it's talking, so it shuts off. <laughs> it just shuts off. Oof. It's not the Battletoads podcast. I'm sorry, Randall. I am so sorry. Did I... <laughs> at some, if, we, if we ever hit a, an April Fool's podcast, we'll name it the Battletoads... Battletoads podcast. <clears throat> a Battletoads PvP podcast. Uh, this is being recorded on May the 4th, 2021. It's Star Wars Day. This will be up later in the week on the Friday, the 7th of May. We are approaching the summer months, and we have a lot of content to cover. Could have fooled me last week with that weather we had. Oh, it was, it was nice. <laughs> we had some night. We had what? What did we have? We got up to the eighties. We had snow a couple weeks ago, and then sun, and then a little bit of drizzle, and then more sun, and then today we start with rain, and now it's back to sun. And I could have mowed my lawns, but I didn't. So the the tall grass will be staring at me for at least another week before I can get to, to mowing it again. Remember to stay out of the tall grass. Stay out of the... <laughs> there are plenty of slugs and plenty of rabbits all around, so uh, wild Pokemon encounters are all over the place. So the 50th episode was quiet. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. The 51st episode is not at all quiet. We have... What is this? Like a dozen tabs open here with with information. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna jump right in here. Unless you've got you got anything else to? Oh wait, I almost forgot. I was just gonna say it. I yep. almost forgot. We're brought to you by our lovely Patreon producers. Thank you to Dolphin ninety three, Winston the Champ, and X three D X Jmar for being our podcast producers. If you want to be a Battle Science producer, you can back us at patreon.com slash battle science at the $5 tier or higher. Um, I Jesse, I need to talk to you, but our second anniversary is coming up in July, and I am thinking about doing something a little goofy with the, the Patreon uh -oh. here. Um, oh, gosh. In the, uh, no, not, not, a, not of the Disney variety. <laughs> Um, although okay. at some point I do need to go back and watch the Goofy movies. Those were fantastic. Um, the We're doing something weird with the, the, the Patreon here in the next couple months. So um, give us a little bit of time to discuss. For Let me introduce some ideas to Jesse. We'll see what happens here in the next the next couple months since we are approaching our two-year anniversary. Um, if you want to be... Speaking of Patreon supporters... If you didn't hear our last episode of BSAD, the Battle Science After Dark podcast. That is uh, that is up on Patreon. Uh, if you back us at a dollar or more, the minimum of a dollar. I think there's a minimum. I, you could try backing us at 50 cents. I don't think it'll let you. 
<clears throat> if you back us at a dollar or more, you will get access to the BSAD, Battle Science After Dark podcast. That's a monthly podcast where we go unfiltered, talk about basically whatever we feel like. This last episode, we talked about imbibing in the Mary Jane. Um, I'm going to see how cringy I can phrase that. Um, I think you succeeded. As well as you can get the Battle Science podcast uh, a few days early. So the Battle Science podcast actually goes up on Fridays for everyone, Friday mornings. Goes up Wednesday evenings for patrons, as well as the live recording goes up here on Twitch. I should probably just turn off the VOD option, though. Just That's something we can mess with later. Yes. Oh, uh, let's see. Patreon producers. Okay, I think I got it. We are going to hop into all of the news. Jesse, I was almost going to hit pause on my timer, and that's not good. Giddy up now. This is the news roundup. I hit the button. Oh, I hit the button. We're into the news roundup. Quickie news. Team Go Rocket is back. If you haven't already noticed, uh, Team Go Rocket balloons and the Giovanni spawns with the legendary birds, the shadow legendary birds, are back on. There was some sort of error where they were like creeping off screen when you went to initiate a battle. And then they ran away. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're back now. So cool. It's interesting how much people miss them. They're like, oh, I can't do like for me personally, it was I used them as encounters to give my buddy the battle bonuses for the day. Mm. And I was just like, oh, now I actually have to go fight the trainers or do gym battles. That's actually not a bad idea. I don't... Do they have to be walking around with you on the map to get that bonus heart? Yes. Okay. Because I could just throw it in the back. Usually, most rockets I'm able to beat with my first Pokemon. Right. So... And that's what I would do. And I just have it on the bench. Oh, no. I have Dialga in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Time Wizard. The, um... But yes, the rockets have come back. Um, there will be a makeup event for those that didn't get to get Zapdos, Shadow Zapdos during April. Is there? Yep. Okay, I didn't hear anything about that. Yep. I heard something It'll about there are going to be two encounters with two encounters with uh, Moltres potentially. So what it was is if you didn't, didn't use your super rocket radar from April. Uh huh. You'll have the potential to encounter Moltres twice, or you can save it and encounter Zapdos twice in June. Mm, okay. Um, yes, I was missing hitting the decoy grunts for Shadow Bellsprout, but they're back now, and I got a couple more Shadow Bellsprout, and none of them were fantastic, so yay! I bet those can't be shiny. Yeah, I mean, but you can grind them if you have the Super Rocket radar, so... True. Whereas the path to grinding the rocket leaders, oh, that might be solid. The path to grinding rocket leaders isn't exactly the best, so. Right. So if, for those of you that are missing Team Rocket, they're back. Get out there and catch some of those new Pokemon before we get more new ones added, which were pushed in the, the mining update. So be on the lookout for those coming down the pipeline as well. I don't want to say the specific ones because I want to keep people in anticipation. Mm. Dang, in <laughs> one day I've completed the fairy type, catch fairy type Pokemon for this. Uh, well, yeah, there's a bunch of folks. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it is only catch 30. I was kind of expecting a little bit larger, but. 
This is uh, this is nice. This is very nice. All right, next piece of news: the legendary Pokemon, the legendary Pokemon Xerneas and Yveltal. Yveltal? Yep. Yveltal? Is the Y silent? That is the question. Make their Pokemon Go debuts during an eventful May. Trainers, we hope you prepared for a month of exciting, exciting Pokemon encounters and bonuses. Save Shadow Moltres from Giovanni. This month, Giovanni will have Shadow Moltres in his grasps. If you haven't already, complete the latest Team Go Rocket special research, the higher they fly, to earn a Super Rocket radar. This will help you track down the Team Go Rocket boss and shave, save Shadow Moltres. You can also receive a Super Rocket radar from Time Research that will be available during the Luminous Legends X event. So the higher they fly was, what, April's? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, I don't have a new research for... Yeah, it used to be under the special research, like Uh event research column, but they've moved it to the event-based ones. Interesting, which kind of makes sense because the Luminous Legends X is going to be a, what, Flying Dark event? Um, They haven't released the information yet. Or something. Probably focused around Dark, considering um, Xerneas is... I imagine we'll see some Absol in the wild, let's put it that way. Uh, gross. Or raid bosses. Probably oh. more likely raid bosses. No one wants that. <laughs> May research breakthrough encounters. For the month of May, you'll earn an encounter with Galarian Ponyta in the research breakthrough encounters. Get your daily research done and encounter some Ponyta. Featured Pokemon in raids. Incarnate for me, Thunderous. Incarnate for me, for me Thunderous. And Incarnate for me landris will continue to appear in five star raids until may 4th at which is 10 a.m which has already happened i'm sorry uh in the wise words of the rock it doesn't matter <laughs> uh from tuesday <laughs> may 4th to tuesday may 18th local time xerneas the life pokemon will be making its pokemon go debut that is uh rainbow stantler from tuesday may 18th to tuesday june 1st Local time, Yveltal, the destruction Pokemon, will be making its Pokemon Go debut. Um, I don't have a nickname for Yveltal. Um, Roided Mer- uh, Honchcrow. Emo, emo Bird? <laughs> it's it's black and red. It's like the colors you thought were a really cool combo when you were a kid. So like all of your things were black and red. No? Is that just me? Uh, Probably just me. Yeah. You know. In addition, the following Mega Evolved Pokemon will be appearing in Mega Raids. Mega Venusaur, Mega Lopunny, and Mega Abomasnow will continue to appear in Mega Raids until... Oh, it's already happened. Tuesday, May 4th at 10 a.m. to Saturday, May 15th at 5 p.m. local time. Mega Venusaur, Mega Charizard Y, and Mega Lopunny will be appearing in Mega Raids. And from the 15th to the 1st, Mega Ampharos, Mega Houndoom, and a surprise Mega Evolved Pokemon will appear in Mega Raids. I wonder what it could be. No, seriously, I wonder what it could be. I'm not actually serious. I know what it is. <laughs> Every Wednesday in May, a raid hour event featuring the Pokemon appearing in five-star raids that week will occur from 6 to 7 p.m. local time. As a reminder, you'll gain extra XP for completing five-star raids throughout the season of Legends. <clears throat> Pokemon Spotlight Hours. Tuesday, May 4th. Today, right now. Well, as we're recording this, it's a spritzy. I don't want the spritzy. Spritzy, what are you doing? Um, 
Cotton Swab. Cotton, yeah, Cottony <laughs> will be in the spotlight hour. Tuesday, May 11th, Dratini will be in the spotlight hour. You'll earn twice the candy for transferring Pokemon, which will help, which is helpful, but if you want to transfer, mass transfer a bunch, you got to keep an eye on that box space. Got to manage that box space. Tuesday, May 18th, Alolan Rattata will be in the spotlight. You'll earn twice the XP for evolving Pokemon, a.k.a. don't worry about catching the Alolan Rattata, just evolve stuff. Just have fun I mean, for an hour, evolve stuff. It's a pretty good Pokemon in its limited runs for Great League. <sighs> Alolan Raticate's okay. It's double weak to fighting. It has some bulk. Its moveset's also okay. It doesn't have Snarl, so it's not incredible. And it's not incredible. I don't think it has body slam either. Does it have body slam? Does no. It could be so much better. Um, but again, in the wise words of The Rock, it doesn't matter. Tuesday, May 25th, Meryl will be in the spotlight and you'll learn twice the stardust for catching Pokemon. Which, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think if there's a better use of catch. Just go catch a bunch of Meryl. Just go ham. Put on star pieces. Go ham. Go for it. May Community Day, Saturday, May 15th, from the 11 to 5 p.m. local time for a Community Day event. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I think that's that's two articles from now. We'll get there shortly. Upcoming new events, Pokemon Snap Celebration has already happened. Hopefully you got your shiny... I can't remember its name. What is its name? Smurgle. Smurgle. Hopefully you got your shiny Smurgle, because they'll be gone for a while. Don't know what to tell you. They're like... Just like Meltan, it's going to be an event shiny. I am confused. I'm very confused. It's a really weird pick of event shinies, considering they're still readily available. It's not like a, a legendary Pokemon that comes and goes. You can still get Smurgle from taking I feel like we'll see Smurgle come back for GoFest. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It just it just feels like it is an appropriate time. Yeah, it just it's a weird it's a weird pick. It's, it's the same it's thing. It's a Meltan. lot like the case with unknown. We're gonna put it in our pocket and only use it to make money. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. I don't think I can kind I mean, of understand the what one, they're doing. Maybe but... one encounter you get a day. I don't see why you still can't add the one and what 426 encounter chance to it yeah it's still it's i mean it would still be incredibly rare so i don't know why they removed it it doesn't because make they want to make money <laughs> but but it's it's not <laughs> That's, but but the, the weird thing is is that you can't pay for more chances of getting it it's not a no, raid so but it's it's the fact that whatever event they put it out it's a draw in for people to play that event right but it's not a requirement to be paying more money so whereas a legendary getting its shiny release, people are going to spend more money on raid passes. That particular event, it's just going to, they're just going to release it. I mean, it's similar to Meltan where Meltan is a event lock shiny. But to be fair, Meltan was also a mythical and an incredibly relevant Pokemon. It's an incredibly, but the shiny is not relevant at all. It doesn't change no. the stats. It doesn't do it, anything other than. It's the cosmetic draw of they can make a money. They, I know. They, I know. There's can't. no money involved. Yeah. It's. It's okay. If it if when it, I say money, I also mean time. If they, yeah, it, it increases it it increases the incentive to play an event, but it doesn't directly increase the. It, other than more people that playing, the more chances of getting money from players, sure. But in 
it's not a direct it's not a it it doesn't more directly connect to an increase in revenue and so that's what so then why would they make it exclusive yeah that's my thing of like why would you make it an event when it's not directly you're just doing it to do it basically so yeah i my thought is they don't want people to over farm it and then just because you know there's those people that are like oh well it devalues the shiny when this event is when it's not an event thing but Niantic doesn't make anything off the value of uh, one or thing or the other. Yeah, I it's, just don't. It's FOMO. It's FOMO, plain and simple. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Randall, I'm good. I don't need a shiny Smurgle. I'll get one when I get one. It's a cool shiny. It's similar to Meltan. I mean, I have a, the shiny Meltan, but like, I don't need the shiny Smurgle. It's not relevant. While it's a cool shiny smurgle's overall like in in every single case smurgle is not relevant um with a really interesting move set and getting a hundo or darn close to a hundo it can be near 500 for a baby cup but the baby cup the original baby cup meta required it to have an evolution and smurgle was didn't doesn't have an evolution so it wasn't relevant so maybe at some point, if we have another 500 CP meta pop up, Smurgle with the right kinds of move sets can be relevant. But it's not. It's it's a weird one. I mean, Meltan yeah. is like inherently inherently relevant. Was inherently relevant. I wouldn't say it's not relevant now, but it has had some. Um... <laughs> Stunfist exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't seen shiny Xerneas. I'll take a look at that in a little bit. Um, yeah, I it, question it, it. I just question the decision here, but it doesn't. Uh, as The Rock would say, it doesn't matter. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, my coworker got me turned on to the. Um, it doesn't matter. And then The Rock was featured on a rap song. Where the it doesn't matter was part of the hook, so um, it's stuck in my head. Luminous Legends X from Tuesday, May 4th to Monday, May 17th, so almost two weeks. This is the longest event we've had in a very long time. The legendary Pokemon Xerneas will be making its Pokemon Go debut. With it, various dragon and fairy type Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild, including some that will be appearing in Pokemon Go for the first time. Our research also shows that you can complete challenges to unlock rewards during the second week of this legendary event. Catch fairy type Pokemon, and then you'll get things... um, but they won't tell you how many fairy type Pokemon you've caught. So uh, take that as you will. Luminous Legends Y from Tuesday, May 18th to Monday, April or May 31st, April. The legendary Pokemon Yveltal will be making its Pokemon Go debut. We've also received word that Team Go Rocket could be planning on causing some trouble around then. Uh, and also that dark type Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. Sounds like the perfect opportunity to put your newly caught dragon and fairy type Pokemon to use. Like the Luminous Legends X event, you'll be able to unlock rewards during the second week of the Luminous Legends Y event by completing select challenges. Keep an eye out for more details. On additional weekend events coming throughout May and get ready for a new season starting in June. It's new season meaning legends will be over. 
Yes, the season of legends will end. Oh, I'm gonna miss the Arcanine Wild Spawns. Are you? Yes. Will the Rock be in the next episode of Battle Science? I don't think the. I mean, if the Rock actually played, <laughs> if the Rock played Pokemon, let alone Pokemon Go, I would try. But there really isn't a. We can get a Rock soundboard. But Steven, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. Um. Oh, what did he call people? What was the phrase? Um, jabroni. It doesn't matter what you think, you jabroni. Oh, got any flood. David. All right, we'll go on to details on the Legends Luminous Legends X event here. Eat. Eat in the Pokeball. Oh, uh, let's see. Xerneas will make his Pokemon Go debut. Spritzy, Swirlix, and Gumi will be making their Pokemon Go debuts. Spritzy and Squirrelix will be appearing more frequently in the wild alongside Dragon-type and Fairy-type Pokemon like Dratini, Ralts, Bagon, Cottony, and more. If you're extremely lucky, you might find a Gumi in the wild. Rainy lure modules are coming to Pokemon Go. This lure module will attract certain Pokemon that like rain, such as water, bug, and electric-type Pokemon. When you're near a Pokestop with an active rainy lure module, you can evolve Sligu, the evolution of Gumi, into Gudra. You can also evolve Sligu when the in-game weather is rainy. Hey, this sounds like a feature that we've been wanting for a while. Um, one key thing to note about this event, mm -hmm. this is a really good event to stock up on relevant-type Pokemon. Dragons and Fairies? I mean, granted, it's Clefairy, it's a Jigglypuff for some of the fairies, but if you're playing competitive Pokemon, Clefairy is a pretty good fairy in Ultra, so is uh, Granbull from mm -hmm. Snubble in both regular Great League and Ultra. Mm -hmm. They're good alternatives if you don't have Togekiss. Dragonair is a very solid Pokemon as well. Yeah. Sleepy. And Salamance will also be getting a Mega here soon, so stock up on good Bagons while you can. Yeah, but it's Salamance. It's... If it's anything from what it correlates to the main series games uh -huh. and how they attribute st stats... Uh -huh. It's going to have a 6,000 CP when it megas, oh. or higher. Oh. Oh. Because it is pure attack-based. Oh, boy. Like, I'm going to pull it up really quick so I can fighter jet let dragon. you know. Although I guess the fighter jets are more Latios-Latios if you're looking at mega forms. Yeah. Complete event-exclusive timed research to encounter fairy-type Pokemon, including Spritzy and Swirlix, as well as receive a rainy lure module and other rewards. The following Pokemon will be hatching from 7k eggs, Cleffa, Iglybuff, Azuril, Gibble, Swirlix, and Spritzy. Psychic, Dragon, and fairy-type Pokemon like Galarian Ponyta will—oh, uh, Galarian Ponyta, Alolan Executor, Xerneas, and more will be appearing in raids— Event exclusive field research tasks will lead to encounters with Psychic Dragon and Fairy type Pokemon, including Galarian, Ponyta, Gibble, Spritzy, and Swirlix. Event exclusive AR mapping tasks will lead to encounters with Galarian, Ponyta, Dragonite, and Salamence will be able to learn certain attacks during this event. Evolve a Dragonair or use a Charge TM on Dragonite to teach it. Dra Whoa. Evolve Dragonair or use a Charge TM on a Dragonite to teach it Draco Meteor. This is. Is this the first time we've seen a charge TM be able to switch to a community day move? Yep. Okay, this is awesome. Otherwise, you had to evolve it. Yes. Or evolve a shell gun or use a charge TM on a Salamence to teach it outrage. 
So it doesn't have Speaking to be evolved during this event. You can use a charge TM, which is amazing. Holy cow. A level 40 Mega Salamance uh-huh. is 5,031 CP. Do you got the math on a, the level 50? 5,688. So it's not quite 6,000. Not quite, but okay. it's an attack stat of 310. Uh-huh. Defense stat of 251. Uh-huh. Stamina of 216. Wow, that drops. Good, 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 goodness gracious. Is it a dragon flying still? Yep. But even Xerneas at level 50 mm-hmm. only has like a attack stat of 250. Let me find something that's super heavy. Dragonite? Charizard? No, that's a good one. Let me find Charizard real quick. Charizard X or Y? Uh, whichever one has a higher attack stat. I think it's Y. Charizard Y is 319. Salamence is 325. Mm. Hmm. So watch out for ice. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Just, <laughs> what, was, fairy. what was the... um? Well, the I mean, it's double weekend. Yeah, the Garchomp double week to ice. Who put ice cubes Here's in this water? water. Garchomp, no, there's ice. There's ice in this. <laughs> Falls over. Fainted. Oof. <laughs> Let's see. In addition, you can work with other trainers to catch fairy type Pokemon. By doing so, you unlock you can unlock rewards during the second half of the event from Saturday, May 1st to Sunday, May 9th. You and other trainers worldwide can work together to catch 500 million fairy type Pokemon in total. If the goal is met, special bonuses will be available from Tuesday, May 11th to Monday, May 17th, local time. A three times catch XP bonus will be active for the rest of the event. Pancham will make its Pokemon Go debut, appearing in raids for the rest of the event. If you're lucky, you might find a shiny Galarian Ponyta. Shiny Galarian Ponyta will continue to be available after the event. I don't know why they have to put that there as a disclaimer, but okay. Um, Also pointing out on that note if you can hold off to open your box until after that's announced you might have a chance to get a shiny ponies on your seven day research work reward true do you wait and get the chance for the shiny or do you keep getting ponyta for more spawns that is the question um pancham uh, what's a what's pancham's evolution it's the dark Pangoro. fighting Pangoro. dark fighting, dark fighting. Interesting that that's showing up here in a dragon. It's a bonus for the dragon fairy event. I imagine it'll spawn as much as Gumi is during this event for the next one. I mean, but they have crossed. made specific mention that it will be a raid boss if we meet the challenge. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it goes back to 12k eggs. Ah, uh, right. And we did cover that in the last episode, I think. Because I remember complaining about that a lot. Pancham will be hatching from, um, yes, the Legends Y event coming soon. Yveltal, the Destruction Pokemon, will be making its Pokemon Go debut, and Pancham will be hatching from Strange Eggs. More yep, details will be coming soon. So, Okay. I'm not a fan of that, so I'm going to be using... I've already caught my one Xerneas. I'm done. Cool story. Hasn't got its new move yet. Don't care. All my raid it's, passes are going to apparently it's Cham. it's stats adjusted too. That's nice. <laughs> so, um, the like all of the resources to check what like like level and stuff it is, um, are like incorrect or something. So, oh, one of our locals caught a hundo, so I already know what the boosted weather CP is. Mm. 
I don't have one. I don't know if I'll actually get around to doing one. Uh, I've got one here in 34 minutes. Oh, it's in the middle of the podcast. Maybe we'll find out. Get some Um, listeners in. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, you do have your one free remote pass from the box for the week special. Right, that I haven't opened yet because I already have max amount of remotes. You need to get some more raids in, my guy. Yeah. Um, Okay, so maybe we just do that one then. Uh, Let's see. Luminous X. Luminous Legends X event. We got a nice little infographic here from Couple of Gaming at Couple of Gaming on Twitter. Can mods make polls? Um, what in chat? Yeah, I don't actually know poll wise in Twitch chat. I've never done it. All right, I'll I'll tinker around. Chat identity. Um. Community day. <laughs> who would have guessed? Who who would have who would have thunk it? Swablu featured during May Community Day, and Mega Altaria will be appearing afterwards. Not during, not before. It's after. Uh, May fifteenth, eleven a.m. to five p.m. The Cotton Bird Pokemon Swablu will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one right now. Who knows? Evolve Swablu during the event or up to two hours after for an Altaria that knows the attack Moonblast. Take a few snapshots during Community Day for a surprise. Surprise! It's more Swablu. Who would have guessed? <laughs> You take a picture during a Swablu event and you get more Swablu. Are you actually surprised? Let's see. There will be a special one-time purchase community day box. Community day box available for 1,280 Pokecoins featuring 50 Ultra Balls, 5 Super Incubators, 5 Incense, and an Elite Fast TM for $1 US dollar, the equivalent pricing in your local currency. You'll be able to access the Swablu Community Day exclusive field research story, Cotton Winged Bird. Stay tuned for when tickets for Cottonwing Bird Special Research Story goes live. Blah. Goes goes live. Tickets are non-refundable, subject to applicable law and exceptions set forth in the terms of service. Please note that this special research will not include an in-game medal. Mega Altaria will be making its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids at the conclusion of May Community Day on Saturday, May 15th, 2021 at 5 p.m. local time. This is your chance to collect Mega Altaria Energy to mega evolve any of the Altaria you've collected during the event. Bonuses, quarter, hatch, distance when eggs are placed in an incubator during the event period. Incense activated during the event will last for three hours. So keynote on the reduced egg distance. In the event that we currently have going on, Mm -hmm. there are some decent things coming out of the 7K egg. So if you wanted to grind 7Ks or maybe sets of 12Ks, this is a good chance to pop an incubator with reduced distance for those. That's not a bad idea. Let's see. And this is the 15th. This is... Two days before the end of the fair, the X event. Okay. So the X event will still be going on, so you can still get some more 7K eggs yep. during that event. Solid. That is a solid idea. The 7K pool during this event is Cleffa, Igglybuff, Azuril, uh, Gibble, Spritzy, and Swirlix. Mm-hmm. So nothing crazy, but you know, if you want to try and get a shiny Gibble or 
get that reduced second move cost on Meryl mm-hmm. or Azu Meryl. It's pretty nice. All right. Boosted by partly cloudy and windy weather. Partly cloudy is going to be a lot more common, I think, than windy weather. Yeah. Jesse, it's Swablu Community Day. What is your what's your vibe? How you feeling? I get to have a nice calming day. <laughs> get to take a break. Well, I'm not going to take a break. I'm still going to catch everything. Uh huh. But it's it's not something. I mean, I don't have a hundo, but even a hundo is like not relevant in ultra league. I think it's still you want something like four, fifteen, fourteen, something like that. For Ultra, let me check really quick. Uh, go to the Discord bot. I mean, it's Stock a 400 hands. candy evolution. So, stocking up's nice. That's true. That is true. But it's... Rank. It's still Swablu, which has been around for a long time. It's been featured in events, both in flying events and in, I think, dragon events. Mm-hmm. So it's been around. It's been around the block. So the... for Great League, you're looking for a 0, 14, 15 for mm-hmm. level 40. Uh-huh. And same for level 50. But if we change it to Ultra League, come on now. Not giving me anything for Ultra. Does it get above? I'll have to it... check it later, but... I don't know if it does. Um, If you give me five minutes... After okay. the cottony spawns, I can check my hundo and see what the what it caps out at. Um, hmm. yeah, I think a lot of people are a lot of people are like, okay, this is something we can chill, and I think that's not a bad strategy. If we had one day, I we've okay, we've, so it gets to twenty two sixty six at a hundo. Yeah, hundo at level fifty five or fifty one. Yeah. Okay. I imagine it still performs fairly well. It's a Dragon Breath spammer, so... Yeah. That's... Was it Dragon Breath Outrage? Dragon Breath Sky Attack, and now Moonblast is going to be better than Outrage. Mm, okay. Yeah, I I think having... And we've talked about sort of the ebb and flow of Community Day, the picking the the Community Days and having some Community Days that are, you know, less less sought after it makes the makes the community days where you know a gibble or a starter comes out and it's more more enticing yeah so so i know there's a good amount of people that are upset about this community but i have to ask does every community have to be something special does every community have to have a new shiny i i i mean take a break yeah, you you and if you and I are you, don't play. You and I, we we bore, we're borderline echo chamber in this in the, in some instances like this where it's like, yeah, it doesn't just just chill. Like you don't have to play every community day. If you want to take a break, use that day to take a break. You probably have some solid Swablu already, if not sw- uh, solid Altaria. Once the event is done, you can use, you can get. You know, use an elite TM on an existing um, existing Altaria, or you can spend an hour and get a reasonable Swablu, evolve it into Altaria, and have the community move and be fine. 
I it's, mean, this is also, like you mentioned, one that does cost 400 to evolve one. So this isn't going to be something that a bunch of people are evolving. <laughs> a dolphin, yes, I imagine so. I have some Charmander or Charizards that have been evolved from its second community day. That under 1500, it's Megas still. It's still available. Or like for rank megas. four for Great League. Yeah, they're like, um, they're like level 12.5. They're like absolutely minuscule at, at the the Great League Mega, but it's it's possible. So, and I think the the bigger question is at this point: Do we ever see Megas in PvP? And I don't know if we do at this point. Maybe so, in Master League, I can see it potentially, like open Master League, yeah, to rival some of the Mega the legendaries potentially. I don't. Has have people done the practice matches, this the peer to peer PvP matches with a mega to see how it plays out? Like I haven't I'm seen sure any... some people have. I just haven't looked into it. I haven't yeah, I haven't looked into it either as far as does it do megas actually overperform in those instances, or is it still one of those things where they're I think class it's mostly cannons? just a stat boost. It's like you could use a regular Charizard or you could x or y and they perform just a little bit better but i'm curious because they have to be at a lower level do they actually perform any better is it that's true is it actually any better well for master league they don't sure but i'm like great league and uh great and ultra league like in some instances the ultra league will actually allow you to get in and very small scenarios the ultra league mega will actually be able to get a pokemon to ultra league Right. Like theoretically, the the ultra an ultra hundo or a, a mega hundo of Altaria might be able to get it to around the ultra twenty five hundred goal if it already yeah. caps out at twenty two, yeah. um, twenty two hundred. So I don't I don't know, um, but I think like overall performance wise, I just don't think it's worth it in some instances. Like you could, it's it's probably a spice pick in some instances where. Mm-hmm. It's like a third tier. It's like running T-Tar in Great League where it can counter things, but it's <laughs> it it's, it's I'm, so I'm glassy. Considering it for it's next so month. it's so risky. It's double weak to fighting, which is all over the place. Like if counter yeah. wasn't as prevalent as it was, the we would see more T-Tar. But even yeah, then, that's T-Tar basically is still, what it is. Yeah. Counter it, users and fairy. And even then, like Titar is still glass, so if you run it against um Oh what is strong against it? Grass Steel, ground, fairy, fighting. Uh is grass and water since it's rock. Yep. So like you have a ton of weaknesses already. Um it comes up against a swampert. Sorry, you're gone. Not worth it. <laughs> the amount of counter, the amount of swampert. If you're looking at um, a Shadow Razor Leafer, like it, oof, yeah, it's like three hits. It's like a tootsie yeah, pop. It's it's gone. It's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. So, oh, hydrate. Nice. I just finished off a nice little glass of sipping on a little glass of Fireball. So I've got my big old water bottle here. So. Community take to each their own. It's yeah. not meant to be exciting every time. It's 
I when they said Swablu Community Day, the first thing that I pictured in my mind, I'm gonna pull it up and I'm gonna send it to you. Send it to you. Participator, don't cowards. See if I can find it really quick. Yeah, let's see if you can't find it. I dare you. You won't. There it is. You won't. <laughs> Be nice. You won't find it. Sends it to me anyway. Oh, we found it. All right. If you want to put this up on stream, it's up to you. I don't know. I'll have to see but it this... first. Wait, what did it copy? It cropped That's not it. what I wanted to show you. Yeah, That's not what I wanted to show you. It cropped whatever you sent real bad. Not that. Not that. Is that four square? Why is it not doing that? Starter uh, Pokemon. All right. Um, here you go. I'll just send Swab, you Swablu Community Day. I sleep. Is that what it is? Basically. Nope. It pops now, up anyway. That, the image of the Altaria that I took for Go for my AR collection, that's just how I picture that Community Day going. It's just going to be nice. It's going to be relaxed. It's going to be chill. Watch it, Thunder. Thunderstorms. <laughs> Watch it be the worst weather. I like my Altaria picture. I was at work. I was out on my break. And I was like, wow, that looks like an Altaria type picture. And it actually turned out pretty good. I have, I have, I mean, I have one shiny Swablu. I'm not against having a second one so I can have a shiny Altaria. Um, it is gold, which is neat. That's a cool palette swap. Um, the, the community move doesn't change the needle drastically one way or the other in this instance so you know cool um and then the mega we still i just don't we don't see enough mega back and forth for general community day stuff to oh sorry i'm having issues with my phone um I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to be working anyway. I work weekends anyway. So, I'm I'm this is one of those ones that I'm not going to take the day off for. If the next one's going to be what's the next one probably going to be? Tepig. Tepig probably. I mean, we might see a more uh enticing sort of filler. Um if we see Tepig, I'll probably try and take Tepig the Tepig community day off cuz that's going to be I mean, I'd love to see it get something like counter, but we know it's going to get blast burn. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever. That was actually of the three of the starter I went with too. So yeah, Tepic's going to be cool. Samurott's going to be, uh, oh, or no, wait, we don't get Samurott. Do we get Samurott? Yeah. Yes, that's right. I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking like Froki was first. Um, we'll get Oshawott, <laughs> which I'm down for. Samurai. That should be July. Yes. Theoretically, if we're going back to the every other, which realistically yeah. we might get a two filler in between just so that they can extend it out. And I wouldn't bl I wouldn't blame Niantic for going that route as far as scheduling. Going starter, filler, filler, starter. Filler being Ooh. something that is either good or bad. That reminds me it. of the thing I brought up on the Discord. Yes. How unlikely would it be that they start going every alternative community day that's not a starter? Uh -huh. It's either a three tier or something that eventually megas. Maybe, but I think they're. I mean, they still have a chunk. We of still megas. have Scyther. We still have a mega. We still have a lot of megas. 
but I think that with the well, not every event gets a mega release. So, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I don't think so, Dolphin something along the lines of like starter mm-hmm. filler mega starter filler mega starter filler mega yeah maybe maybe i don't i don't think we'll see a whole lot of megas as far as community days um i think some of the communities will happen to have the megas but i don't think uh, i don't think it's going to be a consistent thing that we'll get the megas a megas release after its community day cuz a couple of the ones that i can think of that i could see being community days mm-hmm. I don't think they'll run Abra back again because there's no reason to. No. But that does have a mega eventually. There's I, that would be such a weird. <laughs> Let's go back to Abra from the community. People would I, not I, be happy. People weren't really excited for Abra to begin with anyway. Yeah, Abra with counter was a well weird pick. I feel like Slowpoke could be a community day. That would be something people would get upset about, but... Slowbro? It's got a Mega, and it has two variations of an evolution. And it's got a Galarian form. Yep. And it's got... Um, Gigantamax. Yep. There's also things like Scyther. I think Scyther is something people like enough that also has a Mega. I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting train of thought to go down. We'll just have to wait and see. Hmm. But I think we've dawdled enough on the Swablu. Yeah. Um, Dolphin ninety three brings up maybe Tepic will get the Roselia treatment. I am I, getting both Counter and Blast Burn in the same community day. I don't see it. The at that point, it just becomes a better Blaziken. Which, uh, I mean, is a scary thing. A Blaziken is a very, in it, within its role, very solid. It's just really glassy. If it becomes a better Blaziken, like, we're looking at something. But Blaziken also does get a Mega eventually, too. Right, but Megas aren't going to be super relevant within PvP, so. Correct. If we, if we see, what's its I mean, if, you, if it gets, if Tep, if Embor gets counter, uh-huh. it has access to Rock Slide. It has more bulk. And it can get to that rock slide maybe two or three times in its lifetime. Mm-hmm. Whereas Blaze again only gets to one stone edge. Yeah. And it doesn't even like it. You can bait it maybe, but you don't get an option to do it again. Yeah. So yeah. Embor. I, I don't think Embor is the Pokemon to get the double treatment. I think if it got counter, it would have to be another scenario or potentially we'd be looking at another community in the future, similar to, Charizard getting Dragon Breath in a second community day. Oh, because when Fembor had... got counters, it's community day move, and then Fire Punch. And it just never got Blast Burn? Yeah. That would be really weird. I mean, of all of the things that have been incre- like really consistent, because they've changed that community days. Yeah, community that won't days, happen. <laughs> yeah, community days don't have to be three tiers anymore. Community days don't have to be new shinies anymore. Yep. Community days can be whatever gosh darn diddly move they want, except for starters. Starters have always been Hydro Cannon, Frenzy Plant, or Blast Burn. Didn't they get... um, There was a generation where it was a different kind of signature move, right? Yeah. 
Where where is that? I think that's next. Is that next generation? Yeah. Brokey. Uh, Brokey right. Fennekin and uh, Chessman. Right, the generation I didn't play. Interesting. I'd have to look into what those moves are and how that's going to work. Because I imagine we don't have those in the game already. So Yeah, because Froki Greninja gets Water Shuriken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it was Woodhammer was Chessman's, but I think... No, it's the shield move. Uh, what's it called? I have to look it up. But okay. yeah, each of them got a unique signature move. Okay. Because then we see something similar. That's what Gen four. No, For what? Gen Those three. That's Gen five. Gen five. Gen six is the Alolans. Alolans, and I have no idea what the Alolans get. And then I know that Gen. Oh, they'd be their Z moves. <laughs> oh, it would be their Z moves in Gen six. And then Gen 7. Water Pledge. It was the Pledges. That's right. Water Pledge, Fire Pledge, and Leaf Pledge. I don't know what those are. Generic Weather Ball. Super powerful Weather Balls. Oh, interesting. And then the Galarian. Basically Weather Balls on Community Day Power. (laughs) Nice. On top of Blast Burn, Hydro Cannon, and Frenzy Plant. The ones I'm thinking of are Galarian forms with... Oh, I'm trying to think of. I can't even remember the fire types. I started with the fire type, and I don't remember. Will you host a raid, please? Maybe we'll see. I don't have one going on right now. It's got a few minutes still. Um, yeah, Galarian has its own signature moves, but it's one of those things of like maybe we'll see those, maybe we won't, because there's like, yeah. what is it, Aqua Snipe or something? And mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the what's the kick one? The soccer based one for Pyro Ball? Something like that. And then I don't remember what the it's like a drum one for uh the grass type. So I mean yeah, we could see something like double community days for their moves. You get the the base signature or the base elemental move of Hydro Cannon Frenzy Plant or Blast Burn, and then their signature move after via something or i have no idea it'd be really bizarre all right we still have more to go over how much more minutes a few still the raid yeah 11 11 okay may limited research featuring meryl is coming soon Fairy-type Pokemon continue to appear more often in the wild during the Luminous Legends X event. You can look forward to a limited research event featuring the water and fairy-type Pokemon Meryl. On Sunday, May 9th from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm working. Local time, you can complete event-exclusive times research tasks that lead to encounters with Meryl. If you're lucky, you might even encounter Shiny Meryl. Although it's till 10, so realistically I can... I can uh, I get off at 6, so I have plenty of time to do stuff after. If you're lucky, you might even encounter a shiny Meryl. You'll also be able to complete event-exclusive field research tasks that lead to encounters with Meryl. Did you want Meryl? This is the event. There's there's going to be Meryl all Let's over Let's just place. find the Meryl soundboard. Just Meryl, 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 yes. Meryl. And, of course, the boilerplate 
paragraph of please be aware of your surroundings following guidelines of local health authorities while when playing Pokemon Go. Upcoming events are subject to change. Boiler be sure. <laughs> boilerplate. I mean, it's they put it at the end of everything. Another yeah. Meryl event. Lol. Yes, exactly. Um, if you don't have the X, the I mean, I'll take XL it. Candy, I like Meryl. Yeah, if you don't have the XL candy or you don't have a good Meryl or you're looking for a better Meryl, um, I'm looking for a better Meryl. Uh, this is the event. Pika Blue. Go, go catch Meryl. Remember when it was Pika Blue? No, that was before my time, my guy. <laughs> that Feel, was what we call Gen 1.5. Feeling old has existed. Feeling old yet? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the Orange Islands, where there were pink Pokemon before the shiny thing existed. Oh, interesting. It's Meryl. Go, go have fun. I'm excited. I like Meryl. Jesse, are you ready for the big event? Which one? The big show. <laughs> There's a good the WrestleMania, good the the WWE Super uh, SummerSlam of Pokemon Go. This does, in fact, matter. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little split in the timer for the discussion of Mark Your Calendars. Pokemon Go Fest 2021 returns this July. Woo! Pokemon Go Fest is back, baby. Toxapec is going to destroy Meryl Wall. Which one's Toxapec? Remind me. Oh, wait. Toxapec. No. Which one am I thinking? Galer- the Galarian Pokemon that's the poison electric is going to be dope. Oh, when that comes out, that's going to be so cool. Which one's Toxapec? Remind me what Toxapec it's is. It's the one that Marini evolves from. Marini. I, that doesn't help. The sea urchin. The, sh- the one that hides under the big like tent uh oh isn't it water poison yep why would it be meryl more than meryl's still fairy right but like the electric poison in from galar is going to be the hard right but we get toxapex is oof if you played anything competitive oof is it is it bulky yes cool yes i mean we'll see if poison gets any better moves because uh (laughs) gross it's okay poison oh, in types the main hurt. series games 50 stat hp 63 attack defense is 152 special is 53 special defense is 142 wow all that's right thick. yeah that's that's that'll be interesting what gen is that is that this gen that's uh lola oh okay that's next gen so we'll probably have to wait another year or so <laughs> but go fast 2021 it's in July, and it's remote still. Have they accept that? Um, I believe so. Um, tr- I'll read this verbatim from PokemonGoLive.com. Trainers, mark your calendars. Pokemon Go Fest will return this year as a two-day global event from July 17th to July 18th, 2021. It's a global event. Yeah. Last year's event featured the debut of brand new worldwide format that saw trainers from around the globe working together to complete challenges, unlock rewards, and defeat Team Go Rocket. From the launch of the Global Challenge Arena to the thrilling research that led us to Victini, Pokemon Go Fest 2020 it was truly an event to remember. What does this year, what does this year's event have in store? Well, you'll just have to wait to see. 2021 marks both the 25th anniversary of Pokemon and the 5th anniversary of Pokemon Go. So trust us when we say you don't want to miss Pokemon Go Fest 2021. We can't wait to celebrate another summer together. Stay tuned. For more details, that tuned is in italis, italises, or um, it's slanted. 
It's important. And of course, the boilerplate. Please be aware of your surroundings and follow guidelines from local health authorities when playing Pokemon Go. Upcoming events are subject to change. Be sure to follow us on social media, opt into receiving push notifications, and subscribe to our emails to stay updated. For the latest on in-game events and feature updates, be sure to check this Help Center article and its link to PokemonGoLive.com's... No, Niantic.HelpShift.com slash a slash pokemon dash go more url stuff that i won't read uh <laughs> pokemon go fest 2021 we are let's see may june july we are two and a half months out i appreciate i very much appreciate the in advance i'm going to request this off realistically our schedule my work schedule is not built until two weeks in ahead of time i'm going to let my boss know now like tomorrow that I want these days off, and I'm going to keep reminding him every week and a half or so so I can get these days off. You can't just put in a request and be guaranteed to get it? Um, I mean, because the schedule's not built. I Realistically, I guess with the, the scheduling app we have, I could potentially put a request in, but I don't know if it'll remind him. So mm-hmm. I'll talk to him. But... Um, I mean, I'm going to be fully vaccinated. I'm going to be hyped. I'll be licking all of the handrails all over the place and catching Jeez. as many Pokemon Go po- Pokemon as possible. Got to catch them all, right? <laughs> yes, all of the <laughs> gross. No, I'm not going to be licking handrails. I'll probably still be wearing a mask at that point. Um, but I will feel more comfortable going out and about after being fully vaccinated. I've had shot one. I have not had shot two yet. That's in a couple weeks. So, Mine's next Wednesday. Second shot or first shot? Second. Okay. In preparedness, I took the day after from work off. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> My <laughs> boss is like, you'll be fine. Come in. I'm like, nah. Nah, I'm going to play it safe. Uh, Dolphin, I'm a little worried as to what you're referring to, but... I think they're talking about looking at all the things. The handrails? Okay. Or catching them all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. Um, GoFest, I mean, we'll see, I imagine we'll see improvements over the previous event. I am currently muddling GoFest and the Kanto Tour events in my head as far as which event had what stuff going on. I like how Kanto Tour happened. I like the way it was handled. I like the way it was spread out. Mm -hmm. It was a two-day event. Um, I don't know. I'm... We got to go to those predictions here at some point that we had at the beginning of the year. I I really hope we see some more trainer NPC interaction in this event. I feel like this is the best time for them to introduce gym leaders and other members of the original game NPCs. Niantic, please don't disappoint me. Please add something new and exciting into the game. Let's see. The 2021 predictions. Maybe we bring uh, that up. Three minutes on the raid, by the way. Maybe we bring that up tomorrow or uh, next episode. We'll see, we'll see okay. if we actually get content. Um, maybe we bring that up next episode because it's. I wanted to bring it up around June, around the halfway through, but we are we are getting there. So, and I wonder okay. if June's not going to be a little bit uh, a little bit busy with events and stuff. So, yeah, Go Fest, it's happening July seventeenth and eighteenth. Your local area. Mark those calendars. It's a global event. You don't have to worry about traveling. So, and we honestly we might see that. 2022 as well and i wouldn't blame niantic again as much as i would love to to get together with people and maybe, i want a barbecue and maybe at that point we just maybe it's still a global i mean the global event is 
while the partnership with a, a, a particular area is really cool and potentially and very beneficial for both, I think, Niantic as far as bringing the community together and the particular location as far as tourism, I wonder if we're not going to continue to see global events, global variants of GoFest, considering how well GoFest went, well, reasonably well GoFest went this last year and the had Kanto a event, huh? It had a rough start. <laughs> it had a rough start. It had a very rough start for a number of players. The and the Kanto Tour event, how it worked for for players playing in their own areas. I think it works. If if this twenty twenty two is continue to be remote, I would not mind organizing some sort of central location to go fly out to or drive to and hang out with other people so i'll go to the beach <laughs> i don't know beach something party. like that you fly down to cabo <sighs> go to the uh, california peninsula and go baja <laughs> and go to baja uh-huh, uh-huh. the yeah we'll we'll probably look at um We'll look at predictions probably next episode. We'll probably talk more. We'll probably talk more about GoFest here in the Being next you, the next couple of episodes. Yeah, I'll wait. So, we'll wait on that then. Yeah, the um, the references here with the the GoFest logo has the little musical notes, and "Stay Tuned In" is referencing probably Meloetta as a mythical. So, um, I don't quite know what special bonuses they're looking at for it being the 25th anniversary so we'll see why did eric mark with numbers interesting oh maybe they're marking how many they got maybe so I have the raid hatching here in 30 seconds. Do you want me to send you an invite? Sure. All right. Um, okay. Let's see. That is... Ah! One of our last last pieces of news here in the news roundup. Good heavens. Maybe we'll get both forms. Uh, maybe we will get both forms, Dolphin. I, I Honestly, I I don't know. Meloetta is also one that I don't know a whole lot about. Meloetta was X and Y, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I'm... I have a good reason. I've never Wait, played X and Y. Maybe? Was it? It might have been black and white. Was it black and white? No, Victini yes, was, Victini yes, was black and white. It was the reason that uh, the the Therians, or the genies changed forms. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Yeah, lore. Um, yeah, I'm not super versed on Meloetta, so I'd have to look into why it changes. I know that they've put out, inf- or they've put out code in the game to have way, form sending. changes in the game so huh sending okay final piece of news in the news roundup self league arena regionals 2021 invitational important dates april 25th which has already happened hosts notified all hosts communities will be notified of their application status may 9th which is coming up this would be the day that this podcast goes up date set all regional invitation dates and times must be set by hosts regional invites are sent out to competitors in the first weeks of may may 23rd rsvps set all regional competitors rsvps are set june 1st 
regionals begin, the 2021 uh, regionals begin, and on June 30th, 2021, regionals end. So we are getting dates of the Silk League Arena regionals for the 2021 series. I am looking at a team of six Metagross. I hope that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. great. Cool. So that is that is about our. Oh wow! Look at the, oh look at this, look at this squad. I'm down for this squad. Um. Oh, I have the tablet here. I could bring up the battle science. Alt account. <laughs> no, wait. It can't do raids. It can't interact with gyms. Because you're not choosing a team. I'm not choosing a team. Take that, Niantic. This this one's going to be team neutral. Um. Okay. So that is the end of wait. What's that? Breaking news. Breaking news. Jesse, uh -oh. I have breaking news for you. Uh-oh. You, who is listening right now, we love you, and we appreciate you. Thank you for being around. Thank you for continuing to listen. You're wonderful. Don't stop. How's that breaking news if it's all the time? What? Oh, mind blown. Oh, Jesse, you're going to have to carry this raid. I don't think I can go on. Oh. <laughs> don't make me talk harder blown. because of you. Oh, oh so <laughs> speaking of the regional invitations, how have your Sofarina experiences been going? How are you doing? How are you performing? For me, Prismatic Cup was a pain in the butt. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I don't know. Have we talked about it on the podcast yet? No, we haven't talked about it in the podcast. I we have haven't a talked about your experience. You should talk about that. right I now. I had a winning record in, in uh, Prismatic. Steven won his first tournament. I, Can we get a round of applause? I tied for first with a three and one record. I didn't get the buy either. I didn't get the buy. <laughs> I I feel like that's, I've referenced big for Steven. I feel like I referenced it before, but my team, my team's nickname is the Lardy Boys. I built it with bulk in mind. The overall pressure of having to decide when to shield um, was reduced drastically by the fact that you could just <laughs> I didn't have to worry about shielding until Pokemon got low on HP because most all of my team could take a hit. It was wonderful. It was exactly how it basically oh God, it's this thing had giga impact. It's basically PvP with training wheels. Having bulk is PvP with training wheels. It's so nice. It just takes the question of like having to shield out of the equation and having just the sheer bulk was was fantastic. So um I'm now I think in what am I in rivals now? Uh, the rival rank for the first time ever. My first ever winning record. First time I have uh, of course I'd have to go back and look at what the the how the tournament shake uh shook out, but I think it's three or four people tied for no, was it four or five? Five. Five people tied for first and six people tied for second. I can pull it up here for you. It basically no one lost from what I saw. Um because everyone had tied records. So and that's just the way that self oh my look at this majestic what's the what's the hundo you're not gonna get it okay are you sure is it over 2700 cp oh no it's a 2626 there you go oh man <laughs> when we get a pokemon that's 69 69 man you want to show that link there you go yep 
boink, uh, boink. And I'm going to bring it over here. Five-way tie between Proto Man, X05, Village of Wolves, A Boy in the Woods, X3DXJMAR159, and DJ Toenail. You can also the, scroll down to the teams, type in your name, and it'll show your team's play. Let's see. We had, and then we had, so we had the five-way tie for first, and a one, two, three, four, five-way tie for second. Pretty stacked tournament. <laughs> it's a pretty impressive tournament. So, let's see. I got bumped up. Wow, I am high rival now. I was just a basic trainer. Tackle and Megahorn. My battery is about to die. We're turning off Pokemon Go. <laughs> That's like every time we ever stream. My battery's low. My battery's low. Yeah, I mean, because we stream uh, later on in the evening. Um, and I don't always keep my battery charged all the way. Um, okay, so I ran Lantern, Sunny Cast Form, Hypno, Snorlax, Cherum, Sunny Form, and Drifblim. Now, the one mistake I did make, which... I mean, didn't affect it a whole lot. There was a couple of instances where I was like, wow, this, this could really be better. I ran Razor Leaf Cherum. Oof. On, on accident. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot that it had Bullet Seed. So, yeah. Um, It wasn't all that bad. There were a couple of instances where, where I was like, I would love to fire a couple of Weather Ball Fires off right now. But I can't. <laughs> I don't have the energy for it. You just so, gotta keep razor leafing. I just gotta keep razor leafing, which worked out in a couple of instances, like against Lantern, like Cherim, huh, huh, just what I wanted. So, uh, very, very positive experience with Prismatic. I think I built a team. I built a team less of core meta and more of sustainability. Uh, more of sustainability and more to what I think my playing style something that better fit my playing style. Um so the cautious I player. Huh? <laughs> the cautious player. Yes, the or the the one the relaxed player cuz I don't have to worry too much about like, oh, can I tank this? Oh, can I tank this one? Oh, this matchup right. isn't that great. I I'm going to lose this. I mean, there are matchups where, you know, you you lose or you have to lose. Um Right. But uh yeah, I that was a as a positive experience. I'm going to see what I can do with bringing the Lardy boys up to the next meta. But which is a great transition. Which is a great transition that, Jesse, I don't know if you want to take over the uh, description of of the next meta because you have... It references something that you have a lot of experience with. Also, I have to use the restroom. So sure. if we want to bring over, give me one moment to hit the button. Welcome to the meta-analysis. We're in the meta-analysis. Oh, that's the wrong link. I'm sorry. Commander Cup, May 1st through May 31st, 2021. Choose wisely and let your commander lead you to victory. Jesse, do you want to take over? Sure do, Stephen. So, ladies and gentlemen, are you prepared for an all-out war? It is time to put on your commanding hat and get ready for the Commander Cup. This month is going to feature a unique format, but still applies to Great League rules. The unique format is step one, pick your commander. You have an options between Munchlax, Shiftry, Escavalier, Steelix, Empoleon, Jellicent, Brazong, Noctowl, Alolan Marowak, and Poliwrath. 
after you have picked who you want to lead your team, you must complete your roster with one of each of the following types. A rock type, a ice type, an electric type, a poison type, and a psychic type. Now, it's not in conjunction with poison. It's each type individually, rock, ice, electric, poison, and psychic, must be the other five that you have to have on your team outside of your commander. The bands for this cup are steel types, megas, legendaries, mythics, shadows, Obama Snow, Galvantula, Stunfisk, Metacham, Boba Fett, Pachirisu, and Drapion. So, interesting thing to note is steel types are banned, but if you use uh, Escavalier, Steelix, or Empoleon, or Brazong, they are allowed because they are filling a commander role. So that is something to take into consideration for this cup, because otherwise steel types are banned. There is a lot of interesting mechanics that go behind this cup, but I think we'll kind of jump in deeper into it once Steven returns. Wow, yes. Um, oh, there he is. What great timing. We're in the meta-analysis, so the hat's going on backwards. There you go. So I just got done talking about the rules and how it works and the bands. Okay. So from here, we can pretty much go anywhere. Where did you want to go? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, do, 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 do. I need to do more research on this. From what I've gathered so far, and from what other people have said, have have said, there are some commander picks that counter either the field or other commander picks. Yep. So it's a very, it's a very interesting way to sort of play starting start with your commander where we've talked in previous metas about starting with a particular pick this one starts in a very easy place very (laughs) easy way to start building a team pick a commander that you like either one that you have had plenty of experience with before or want to try out and then put the team together around it Mm -hmm. you have to know what that commander does in the grand scheme of things to build the right team around it um, or have a general sense of what direction you want to go in. If you want to play like a double fire, a double, well, fire's not, not quite available per se, but if you want to run a particular double typing to force the hand of your opponents, if you want to do, you know, something different, um, you have to know what you're, Know your commander. They did post something here not too long ago, and I'm trying to see if I can find it. I don't remember if it was a tweet or what it was, but they put out a little disclaimer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Basically, they broke down their opinions and thoughts on the commander cup. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, 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 oh. yes. Let me, I can pull that out. Um, I okay. did end up reading that. Let's see. Not nifty or thrifty. Commander Cup meta development notes. Thank you. That's what um, I would say this is required, not necessarily required reading. It's very good reading. I'm going to post it in the chat. I'm going to post it in the, let's see, podcast discussion in the Discord. Commander De- Cup meta development notes. So 
I'm going to read I'm going to read the first two paragraphs here and then we'll sort of go from there. Cuz I don't know I don't know since I was I, I stepped away. I don't know where you went as far as talking about Commander being built off of the Magic the Gathering format. I didn't mention anything about that yet. Oh, well, that's kind of what I wanted you to go into because it's <laughs> uh, really... I thought you wanted me to just read over the premise of what the cup was. Well, okay, well, then we'll then then I'll read the first two paragraphs here and then we'll talk about sort of the dynamic between this and the commander format or EDH format of Magic the Gathering. Okay. So, from sylph.gg slash meta dash insights slash commander dash cup dash meta dash notes. April 24th, 2021, Commander Cup meta development notes. During the second half of season three, the meta team has been pushing competitors to meet a wide variety of team building challenges. Uh, we wanted to continue these challenges in May's themed cup while also creating a meta with a more traditional Arena Cup feel. Commander Cup originated from an idea we explored during Season 2 Continental Championships. What if competitors picked a signature Pokemon and built a team around it? This idea introduced a wide range of complexity. What rules influenced how you pick one Pokemon or th- over the other? Or over another? Does each Pokemon have associated types, generations, or allowed lists? Ultimately, we decided on a very simple rule set. Pick one Pokemon, pick one special Pokemon from a list, and build the rest of your team from a traditional typed meta. These intuitive rules allow competitors to focus more on practicing their strategies and made it easier for us to iterate, playtest, and balance. <clears throat> so, Jesse, the Commander Cup is, I would say having not been mentioned in this article or necessarily directly mentioned in any social media posts is a direct grab from the magic, the gathering, which is a card game, um, a format for magic, the gathering called originally called EDH. What is EDH? Which stood for, uh, where'd it go? I just had it. (laughs) You had, one job. Elder Dragon Highlander. Highlander. Interesting. It was Highlander. It was... Okay. Which were three different types of creatures in mm. the game. And I think these were some of the earliest ones that had the, what they call tribal benefits. Mm-hmm. Tribal benefits is the card states all creatures of this type or all cards of this type have this bonus. And in EDH, the format is EDH or Commander, as they call it now, is you have 99 cards and one is your Commander. For example, let's say Nicol Bolas, which is a fairly common card in the MTG universe that gets reprinted a lot. Nicole. It is one of the Elder Dragons. It is blue, black, and... Uh, blue, black, and... I want to say white. Okay. It might just and those, be black. Those are the monotypes. So consider those to be like your typings for Pokemon. Exactly. Bryce is probably going to give me crap for this. Yeah. Uh, Nickel Bolas is red, blue, and black in some literations. So if you have a Nickel Bolas as your commander, that means that you can only have co- colors that correspond to your commander, your commander's uh, CMC converted mana cost, the summoning cost, essentially, in your deck. Magic has five colors. 
red, blue, black, green, white. And in Commander, if you have a Commander that's only black, you can only use black cards. If you have a Commander that's red and green, you can only use red and green. And that's where... That's not to say that you can't mix those up, but right. go ahead, what were you going to say? Yeah, so, you, so within the Commander format of Magic the Gathering, you can only have the colors that correspond with the cost of your Commander. Correct. That doesn't mean that you can't run a commander that has blue, black, green and just use a black deck. Just Correct. use the swamp. This that kind of constraint is where that kind of constraint is different here in the Commander Cup within Sylph, in that the typings of your commander don't don't specifically uh, say what the rest of your team comp has to be. It's more of what are the strengths and weaknesses of your commander and how yeah. are you going to build the last five Pokemon around that? Correct. So jumping straight into that, mm -hmm. there are certain commanders, like you mentioned earlier, that control the field or control the, the, opponent, the opponent's commander in mm -hmm. check. I think this cup is a great example of your catchphrase where it's like a game of chess before the game even starts. Yes. Like if I had to say if any of the cups, I think this is a really good one to keep that point on. So did we want to jump to PD Poke and see what they think of the matchups individually? We can swap over to PD Poke. I've got okay. the self-commander cup. The general list of the commander cup. Starts off with the top 10. All to the top six are all commanders. So Munchlax, Jellicent, Steelix, Escavalier, Empoleon, and Shiftry. Top six, those are all commanders. Numbers seven through 10 are not commanders. So Lantern, Alolan Muck, Snowy Castform, and Hypno round out the top 10. So the rest of the commanders um, clock in at Alolan Marowak at 13. Bronzong at 14, Noctowl at 18, and I think, let's see, Polyrath, Polyrath at is the way is 37. <laughs> and I think that's it. Let me see if there's a checkbox here. Um, I want to see everything but the limited Pokemon. Am I wrong? Is there another one? Am I missing one? I Polyrath. don't think so. I would hope not. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't look like it. Um, so. Did you want me to go through and break down my thoughts on each one? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So starting with Munchlax, Munchlax is going to be your biggest threat overall. Mm -hmm. It is incredibly good as the safe option for this cup. If you're someone that likes to have a safe switch, Munchlax is the commander for, of switch. The the cream a la crop of safe switch in this cup. Not many things can outright beat Munchlax in this cup because fighting is a very limited type option in this cup. Mm -hmm. Munchlax can consistently apply pressure with Lick and Body Slam alone, and it also has coverage moves in things like Bulldoze. Its biggest fears are the counter users, which even then you can just buddy it up with Hypno. Because if Hypno's allowed, mm -hmm. Hypno will be around. Yes. So and 
Hypno is probably one of its best buddies mm-hmm. if you don't want to use it with a ghost type or a dark type. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, not dark type, uh, psychic. Yeah. A different psychic. The big, um, let's see, the the two big counters, there's, so there's, I, to my knowledge, there's three big counter users. There's a Scavalier, which is the pseudo mm-hmm. fighter. Yep. You have Polyrath, which doesn't even use counter. Nope. But it so plays similar to So you have to assume to a, that it doesn't use shields. Yes. It it plays similar. And then Toxicroak. Mm-hmm. And the problem with Toxicroak is like two and a half counters or two and a half confusions from Hypno, and it's dead. Yep. So you have to be very careful with running Toxicroak in a meta that I imagine is swarming <laughs> we'll with Hypno. We'll get to I that. I haven't I haven't looked at the usage stats here four days <laughs> Let, in. Let's I put imagine it this way. It's... it's almost half. Really? Yes. All right. I would be remiss if I didn't use a hypno. Okay. Another key note here for counters to uh, Munchlax. Mm-hmm. Noctowl is a spicy counter. Really? It nulls its lick because it's also a normal type. Mm. And it's also a bulky bird. That would make sense. Huh. Wild. What if so I said just... <laughs> lantern? On to what? Noctowl? Yeah. Well, you got to have it. A lantern? Yeah, but I mean, regardless, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, Munchlax overall, I would say it's probably a back burner option for me. I don't necessarily have the greatest one. It's mm-hmm. definitely something that you have to get from trade. Because it is only exclusive to egg hatches. Yes, it is. Uh, Snorlax being a normal straight type is not allowed this cup. Mm-hmm. So Munchlax is one of the very few anti-ghost, anti-psychic, basically anti-hypno mm-hmm. picks for this cup. Outside of a few that we'll get to in a few minutes. Um, if I had to choose, I would say Snorlax from what I've seen in early cups is probably the number two pick commander. Wait, Snorlax? Or Munchlax, I'm Munchlax. sorry. What's your what's the number one? SCAV. Interesting. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Jellicent is the one that I'm looking at mm-hmm. because the only thing it fears is Beagold Wax is raiding with a party of four. What's up? <laughs> what a transition. J Mark makes a good point. Noctowl is the king of soft losses, so it's kind of Sets you up to get farmed. Mm. Uh, Jellicent for this cup is one that I'm looking at. It is actually running Hex over its bubble for fast move this cup. But that's not surprising with Hypno being so relevant. You have other people potentially running Marowak, mm-hmm. Alolan Marowak. So that is something that could potentially counter that as well. Um, big things you want to watch out for, obviously, is Munchlax. That's the thing it's afraid of. It's afraid of the electrics. It's afraid of the grass. Um, Shiftry is definitely a spicy pick for a commander this cup. So I'll be interested to see who picks that with all of the ice running around and the fighting mm-hmm. options. But I like Jellicent because you can run it a few different ways. Its kit comes with Hex and Bubble for fast moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hex, more optimal for this cup just for the damage it does against most neutral there's more things Hex does than Bubble does this cup. Yeah. And then for its charge moves, you can kind of play around with its kit based on how you want to use it. Mm-hmm. 
Obviously, Shadow Ball is the nuke move, the go-to nuke move here. And then your secondary move can be dependent on how you build your team. You can run it with Ice Beam for a good coverage option, mm-hmm. or you can run it with Bubble Beam for good debuffing baits. Mm, right. Personally, with the switch timer being reverted back to the full, is it 60 seconds? Yes. I prefer Bubble Beam on my build, just because I like using it as something that I spin and Kind of like what we did with Mantine two cups ago. Uh-huh. You use it as a trapper and then bubble beam them down just to debuff them and run the timer. Out. But you can also just bait out with bubble beam, whereas ice beam, it takes a minute to get to, and you can't really bait that. Yeah. But Jellison is definitely a very thick pick for this cup as well. Mm-hmm. It's got some good bulk. It's very good at beating the fighters of this cup. It's a great wall to the fighters because it doesn't do anything to them. Uh, most Hypnos are going to be running Fire Punch in this cup to try and beat out the S-Cap matchups, so you don't have to worry too much about that. The only thing that you have to worry about on the Hypno matchup with Jellison is going to be that Shadow Ball. Confusion's still going to be hitting through neutral because Ghost doesn't resist Psychic, even though it's super effective against it. So you do have to watch out for that Confusion damage stacking up. Um... It also walls against the Alolan Ninetales, which will be somewhat relevant in this cup because of the water type. If it runs Charm, it's still going to hurt, but Powder Snow Weather Ball is not going to do anything to Jell. Um, neither will Psy Shock. So Jellison, a good anti-meta option, if anything, with its coverage. But it's kind of a lot like uh, Shiftery. You kind of have to be careful on how you use it and where to put it. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked too much into Steelix, and I'm surprised it's ranked so high. I think it's just there because without Galarian Sunfisk mm-hmm. here to threaten its position, it's got a lot more bigger role to play, and it is bulky. And if an Earthquake gets through, whew, not many things are going to like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So key wins as of PV poke. And of course we make the disclaimer PV poke is referencing the, I think primarily the one shield scenario with the bait always working. Yes. So Steelix key wins, Hypno, Alolan Muck, Alolan Marowak, Venusaur, and Alolan Raichu. These are anywhere between a 600 and a high 700 win rate. Like, especially Alolan Raichu, it's a 778, which are wins, but they're not huge wins. They're not dominating wins. Right. Which, I mean... I think Steelix can be used efficiently, but its biggest drawback is it has to have energy to be a... Mm-hmm. Dragon Tail is its optimal fast move here because there's not a fairy running around outside of Alolan Ninetales that it has to worry about that on. There are a few Steel types in the Commander's Dragon Tail won't do much against them. Mm-hmm. It's a good wall against things like Muck and Hypno for sure. But again, if Hypno's carrying Fire Punch, that is going to hurt it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And Hypno can get to it pretty quickly with, I think it's three confusions to a Fire Punch. Well, quote unquote quickly. It, it definitely feels like a long time. It does, bringing, yeah. right, yes. Because yeah, um, confusion is not number a four fast though. Move. That is the big Mac Daddy general of this cup. S Cavalier and the early Sims and the early Scrims is just cream of the crop commander for this cup. 
It is the counter user that arguably at hypnotic. Mm-hmm. Smokes a cigar and says, you got nothing on me. Try I, it is the commanding officer of this battlefield with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine resistances in this cup. A whole lot. Only one weakness, which is fire. <laughs> and that is a very, very, very limited option in this cup. Yeah, we do. And we, I mean, overall usage of uh, the overall performance of fire as well, we have talked about many, 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 many times. I think if you have a good F's Cavalier and you know how to run it well, it is definitely, uh, it's disgusting. Disgusting is the right word. Mm. I am not a fan of how good this thing is in this cup. This and Munchlax are the two banes for me when it comes to team building for this cup. Because it's like, if I run S Cavalier, what's afraid of? Afraid of fire types, so literally just a lone Marowak. It's afraid of fire weather ball from things like Roserade. Mm-hmm. It's afraid of uh, fighting and ground type moves. Not so much, but they do start to stack up. Mm-hmm. It's not a fan of electric moves. And again, it has to be case by case if it gets the drill run off against those electric types or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also a really good commander to beat out some of the other commanders. It definitely beats the, puts the smack down on Munchlax. Mm-hmm. But again, looking at that one shield scenario, it's only a 626 win rating, which is still pretty close. Yeah. So, again, if you're looking into S Cavalier, I'm going to say it's just like, uh, ooh. Hypno is its own Hypno from Last Cup. I would probably say this is more like the, the Lantern of Prison Cup. Hmm. It is going to be a very high meta pick to Pokemon. I mean, that's just from early predictions and what we've seen early. I would say this one is... This is the number one pick commander that I've seen so far from early Cups. We can take a look at those usage stats. Go ahead. You're going to be disgusted. Uh, cup stats. Live cup data commonly used, most commonly faced species for all matchups. 45% Hypno, 39% Alolan Muck, 37% Toxicroak, and Ascav's down at 11%. So, but it's the first commander. That is correct. That is the first commander. Munchlax at a 10%. I wonder if we see the commanders being picked, but then the commanders not really being used. Because that's what I'm that's looking an, at. This, that's another option too. That's what I'm looking at this data and kind of seeing is that your primary. So I'm looking at this data. Your top three uh-huh. are the ones that are beating each other. Hypnotoxicrocolola muck. Yes. This is your RPS. Yep. With Alolan Ninetales playing a really weird part in between this, Frostlass really not doing. I mean, Shadow Ball doing work, but like not doing a ton. Remember, you can also run Frostlass Hex too. Right. Oof, yeah. <sighs> yeah, this is weird. Like, you can pick a commander and then build a solid core of five around it and then arguably never use your commander? But look at that drop-off after Munchlax. Munchlax at 10, Jellison 8, 7, 6, 6, 6% usage. Yeah, it drops. I mean, the drop... <laughs> well, the drop between Alolan Ninetales and Frostlass is a lot more... I have a lot more... Um, 
a lot more of a drop off. So Hypno's at 45, Alolan Muck is at 39, Toxicroak's at 37, Alolan Ninetales drops down to 24% usage. And so, then a yeah, full, that, that RPS core is pretty much a it. full 12% from Alolan Ninetales to Frostlass. A huge drop. But this is only usage. the first week still. This is the first four, four days. Four, this is the first four days. That is true. Um, I am going to kick it over to Match Victors. Hypno jumps up to 51%. Alolan Muck at 41%. It's more than half. It's more than half. Toxicroak at a 33. Alolan Ninetales at a 27. Lantern then takes Frostlast spot at a 14% usage. So, yeah. And Jmar in the chats, in my practice battles, I've not been running my commander much. So, which is a really weird way to play this. Not, I'm not but saying... if you have a commander that's very susceptible to being something that people want to build their counters around, you can play that way. Yeah. Yeah, play it's a really games. it's a really bizarre way to to run this. I mean, we've seen metas play kind of bizarre anyway, so Yeah. I think maybe putting the commanders up on the pedestal makes the rest of the meta look more enticing as far as what's going to beat those top because those mm-hmm. top tier just don't, they don't outshine. They perform well, but they don't, they aren't the head and shoulders above the rest. So the so, one I've really been interested in running as a commander is Shiftry. Mm-hmm. But there's just so many things that beat it. Right. Just all of the top picks beat it. Yeah, Escav beats it. Steelix. Doesn't? Let's see. No, it's Steelix. a close, close yeah. match. Um, Jellison has a hard time. I can't imagine Munch- Munchlax has. It actually can lay down the hurt on Munchlax if used appropriately. Right. It's all shield based though. So yeah, there's some really weird. Yeah, there's some really weird play in this. I don't think we'll see Empoleon as often. No. No, with Empoleon's... Lantern being as prevalent, with Toxie being as prevalent. With it, yeah, Empoleon makes me really Empoleon's pick is interesting. Actually, we can go back to the commander the Y commander, Commander Cup meta development notes, and I think they break it down per Empoleon. It yeah. beats fellow steel types, hard walls all in nine tails, and has drill peck coverage against Toxic Rope. The drill peck as I've said in the past, drill peck is good. But it's very situational. It's not. It's shield situational. <laughs> it's shield, shield situational, and like it is sure it's coverage against Toxicroak, but in a one v one, like in a lead matchup, like it's not good. Do you want to run enough. through that list real quick? Because that kind of gives an, a better breakdown of the commanders than I. Was. Okay, so Escavalier provides a counter alternative to Toxicroak that resists Psychic. It matches up well against the type meta, but comes with some glaring risks. Watch out for Fire Punch. Bronzong. It provides a confusion alternative to Hypno that counters Alolan Ninetales. It's especially more dynamic with its new move, Payback. Jellicent. It matches up well against the type meta with interesting move choices. It also provides another counter-resist option. It, uh, its presence helps give electric types a stronger role. Shiftry. A grass-type alternative that resists Psychic and has an aggressive energy-oriented playstyle to threaten Hypno, Jellicent, and Bronzong. Steelix, an Arena Cup veteran that gets a chance to shine with his excellent crunch and earthquake coverage. Heavy Slam is also an option to target Alolan Ninetales. 
Ground typing double resists electric, but water weakness and ice neutrality balance out its steel side. Empoleon. It beats fellow steel types, hardwalls Alolan Ninetale, and has drill pack coverage against Toxic Rogue. Alolan Marowak. A longtime meta staple that provides a spark in a meta with limited access to fire. It has dynamic matchups against other counter or other commander picks. Even a, sca- a Scavalier can hit it super effectively. Munchlax. It lends itself to players who prefer a bulky, neutral play, play style. While originally Lickalicky in earlier iterations, but we didn't want to require an elite TM. Noctowl, an anti-meta pick that matches up well against most of the other commanders. It also provides a meaningful flying option. And Polyrath, it provides a non-counter fighting option that is more charge move oriented to pressure Munchlax, Steel, and Ice types. My problem with Polyrath is just kind of the same. It's just too many confusion options in this cup, aka too many. And the stats prove that already. Too many Hypno. Oops, all hypno. Basically. <laughs> that was one of the things I, you know, mentioned with the discussion in our Discord was if hypno wasn't allowed in this cup, we would probably see more relevant new facing psychic types. Like uh oh what's it called? Venikin's third form. Delphox. It's not Br- Delphox. Delphox looks like an interesting com option, but hypno exists, so no. So, yeah, Delvox just sort of lacks. Yeah. Slowbro and Slow King were another option I was looking at, but doesn't matter because Hypno exists. Hypno just outperforms. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting pick. A really interesting sight in here of Hypno kind of dominates the Psychic types. And Psychic types overall... I. Mm, they perform... Why don't you type in Psychic and show up the list we yet? Give me one moment. I'm beating a rocket. <laughs> I'm kicking I'm ki- kicking butt cheeks. Give me a second. Shadow ball into the hypno. Go, Mewtwo, go. Actually, I'm going to swap out to T-Tar and the... Bite damage. Bite damage. Nice. All right. Psychic. P-S-Y... K, C H I C, H I C. I can never spell it. So Hypno at ten, Bronzong at fourteen, Gallade at fifteen, Alolan Raichu, which it's only running Psychic as a charge move, uh, at forty six, Rapidash Galarian at sixty two, Gardevoir at sixty seven, Claydol at sixty eight, Alakazam at eighty one, Chimeco at eighty two. <laughs> the counter option Alakazam was something I think Jamar discussed. Yeah, yeah. So Alakazam at so rank eighty one is recommending Psycho Cut. Counter is a multi purpose, but it is the legacy. I mean, you could. Um, Shadow Ball and Fire Punch are a really, really interesting. But it's so combo. glassy. It is incredibly glassy. I mean. I- I have the shadow. I have a, a shadow fantastic Shadow's one band. for I know. Which is the shame of like I have yeah. the shadow fire punch counter. Um and it's ridiculous and I've run it in GBL and it's it's so bad. Um it's so bad it's good. People don't expect it. And when fire punch hits, oh it hits. But uh I mean 
yeah, it's so glassy. If you wanted to run it, you'd have to build the bulk around it. You'd really have to build the bulk around it. Yeah. So it's not ideal. Yeah. It'd be hilarious, though. If you're building, if, if someone builds the theoretical team and puts Alakazam as the counter fire punch, counter fire punch shadow ball, um, send me that team. Uh, I'll run, I'll run tests with that team. I imagine no one will send the team, but you know, worth a shot. Yeah, it psychics like Bronzong is gonna play pretty interesting with payback. I think that allows for the a lot problem of with payback because it's got to get through. Yeah, because it's um, it's a, a pretty expensive move, mm-hmm. and confusion really doesn't help it like at all. So, your confusion doesn't help it get there. So, and I can't imagine Bronzong ever getting something that's a lot more energy beneficial. Like we right. might see, we might see another psychic, another psychic move become something more. Ooh, wait, Jmar, do you? Oh, Jmar might have a team. <laughs> Put it in the PvP discussion in the the Discord. I want to see this. The we might see some sort of psychic version of like incinerate, where your energy gain is higher, but it's still a really long move. Isn't because that confusion. Con- no, it's not confusion. Confusion is more geared towards damage than it is energy gain. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I, yeah, Bronzong is an interesting one. A payback helps its coverage. Shadow Ball, Hypno's around with Fire Punch and Shadow Ball, which are both super effective against Bronzong. So. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Gallade's Gallade could be a counter user or no, it's not a counter. God, if only it had counter confusion right. and charm is an interesting pick. It's a similar to, to Gardevoir where it's not bulky. Uh, Leaf blade can help, but I don't see it as being uh, no nah, leaf blades, a staple here. Leaf blades, a staple. There's water. Yep. There's enough water around that Leaf Blade is going to be incredibly helpful. So, but it's also Gallade. You'll see it some, but you really won't see it a whole lot. There's Gallade, but then there's also Hypno. Yeah, there's also. He I just mean, comes up, if you're, smacks Gallade, and goes sit down. Yeah, if you're running, it's it's a neutral to the confusion. It's a fighting fighting psychic. So yeah. it's okay. The. There's no reason to run both. Like, if you're going to run something, you probably already well, have a hypno can't. built. Huh? You can't run both. Why couldn't you? You only get one psychic slot. No, they haven't limited it this way. Did they limit it? Yeah, you only get one type, one of each type. Uh, I don't. I thought that was prismatic. Where no. it was. Let me reread. At least one of these types. No, you can run multiple. It has to have at least one of those types with other types being banned. You can run multiple of the same type. I can run a full psychic team. 
run Bronzong and run the rest psychics. It would be dumb. How would really you do dumb. that with picking each of the other following types? I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be good. No, well, there's there's no psychic poison. No, it doesn't. Let's see. Um, you don't have to have one of each type. You can. It just has to have a. It just has to be a Pokemon that has one of those types. You don't have to have one of each. It just has to be a Pokemon that has one of those types. I don't quite understand what you're saying. I was under the impression you pick your commander, uh-huh. and then the rest of the team has to be one of those types. It can be. It can be from. It has to be from one of those types. It doesn't have to be one from each of those types. That's. I felt the latter was what I was understanding. Are we, uh, Jamar or DeFi or anyone Dolphin? Does someone want to clarify? Because I'm pretty sure you can pick. If I wanted to go full ice, I can go full ice. I don't think that's the case. They don't. They don't specify that it has to be one of each type. From what I'm seeing, so let's see if somebody's here and willing to. It would be dumb to run full psychics. It would be dumb to run full ice, but you could try it. Actually, you really, you really can't run full ice because there isn't a nice type in the commander slot. Yeah, select then. Yeah. Bring your strongest team of six with a max of 1,500 CP, selecting one commander Pokemon, and then five Pokemon with at least one of these types. So the the following five Pokemon have to have... You can run as many ice as you want. Okay. Yeah. I was misunderstood then. Yeah, if you want, you can go... Do you have the tournament link built for Battle Science? Yes. Because you can go and uh, as if you were putting up your team huh. and see how it limits. So then I don't have to run a poison? No. No, dude, go ham. Run full ice. Okay, <laughs> Run well, full psychic. My original description of the cup was wrong, and I apologize. Oh. Oh, did you describe it as... I thought... I was under the impression you had to run one of each of the following types. Oh, that'd be super limiting and really gross. No, run, run whatever as long as it has one of those types... And isn't a steel type or a shadow or right. a bombus or any other white yeah. band any, list. any of the ban list. So you can run full psychics if you want, but you're not gonna have the coverage you want. And hypno's just there already. Anyway, so Well darn, um, I gotta go back to the drawing board then. I just run hypno. I'm I'm looking at let's see, what was I looking at? Munchlax as far as bulk. So Munchlax, I was looking at Lantern. Hypno, and it sounds like you got your Lardy Boy team already going. Yeah, for the most part. What was the what was the other big bulky dude I was looking at? Um, I don't remember. Maybe a victory bell. That'd be an interesting one. Uh, Eyes and two hits to Hypno. That's true. I mean, it's Hypno. It's going to do that to a number of things. But that's also why Amok is so prevalent, because it just destroys mm-hmm. Hypno. Claydol might be an interesting one, although it's running Confusion. It does have Mud Slap, which would be weird. 
It's essentially an anti-electric and steel. Mm-hmm. That'd be a weird one to be like a, a counter user that's not a counter user. What was the other big bulky I was looking at? I was like, oh, this would be interesting, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, Molga oh. was one I was looking at. Ew. I mean, it's I a flyer that resists fighting in moves from uh, things like Escavalier. It also beats the waters and ghosts. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, it's fine. It's fine, Jamar. Uh, Alakazam won't fit on a Lardy Boys team at any point in time. Alakazam is incredibly attack weighted, and I'm okay with that. Let's see. What are we looking <sighs> at here? We're looking at a coverage A, bulk C, safety C, and a consistency B. We are looking at Alakazam with counter Shadow Ball Fire Punch, Knock Towel. Cray Dilly, Nine Tails, Alolan, Roserade, and Lantern. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Trying so hard to make a Molka work. Jmar, you go for it. <laughs> you, you and you and Jesse it's should a swap good, notes. It's a good pick. A lot of people don't expect it, and you can it can really nuke some things if it's not respected. Amolga's is weird. You can run it's, a Thunderbolt or Discharge, and either way, you have to guess that first game. It's baby Zapdos. <laughs> a lot spammier than Zapdos. Yeah, I mean, it's a better Zapdos. I didn't say that. Is it? Is Do you think it's not as good as Zapdos? Uh, I've run Zapdos in the past. Uh-huh. It is incredibly spicy, but I haven't played with Amolga enough to know. Mm. Well, I mean, I think as far as like Zapdos is... Like Zapdos's fast moves just like are okay, and especially within Great League, like it's just too big, or it has to yeah, be so small. It's too so small. yeah, whereas Amolga, you can have a very high level Amolga built for. I am a fan of Ampharos, but I don't have a good non shadow. <laughs> hmm. I could run Ampharos, but it's also not bulky. But Ampharos, you I have... check out the team I put together. Oh, send it, send it, brother, send it. Roserade is an interesting pick here on this team. Alakazam, yeah. Noctowl, Cradilly, Alolan, Ninetales, Roserade, and Lantern. Cradilly, you're seeing double grass, but the rock does help with ice and fire. Not that you see a whole lot of fire. Um, so Cradilly's, Cradilly's, having matched up against Cradilly a couple of times, you the things you would expect it to be weak to, it's not. So Cradilly's yeah. actually a solid, solid performer. But Roserade's a really weak weird one that i probably i would probably look at a fine well, remember i got that one. new leaf move and that hits leaf pretty storm. hard if it's not respected mm, bullet seed leaf storm and fireball weather weather ball fire i <laughs> goofed that one up <laughs> that was the prismatic cup tournament did you get the link it was for the tournament the prismatic tournament Oop. and not your team send me your team I want to judge you. Ampharos with Focus Blast is an interesting one. I think Dragon Pulse doesn't make sense. Like, they gave it Dragon Pulse very early on, and Dragon Pulse just isn't a good move. So, oh, are you running... Are you running double water? I am. Whack. Uh, All right, so Jellison is your commander. Hypno, Lantern, Alolan Ninetales, Toxicroak, and Greedily. Use Venusaur if you don't like Roselia. Yeah, probably. 
but even i mean but hypno exists yeah but hypno exists and i think <laughs> like roserade and um and venusaur from like what i've seen like just don't appeal to me like they're they're not bulky enough and their moveset is good but still more on the mediocre side in the grand scheme yeah. of things that like they just that i can't i think i have a good venusaur built with the frenzy plant but like i can't be bothered to there are there are there are <laughs> yes there are many many better grass types within and it's just kind of something you got to deal with we're just going over the ins and outs of commander cup there chris did you welcome to the stream we're uh we're drowning in information we've got a lot of <laughs> four days in there's a lot of stuff to talk about with commander cup like hypno might as honestly i wonder if hypno would have been a commander if that would have shaken. i mean actually if hypno was a commander everyone would pick hypno this would be a boring meta yeah so but i i still think that if hypno was banned it'd be much more interesting plus there's not anything that would be imbalanced yeah i think the bronzong bronzong pick would be a bit more imp- a lot more uh, popular same with claydol yeah claydol would be a lot more important i think the one maybe the one saving grace as far as having hypno is because it's so prevalent that th- the only other like big fire type you're looking at is a little marowak well i've i've considered some other spicy options uh-huh of fires i i did not like it early on but now it's looking like it's time to shine zeb striker ooh tell me more i don't Mm. Look at its moves first. Look I mean, I know matchups. its moves is weird. It's really weird. Substrike at 32. Via yep. poke. Okay. 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 Spark or low kick. Don't use low kick. Um, I love that. I love that they market as low quality. <laughs> That's a fantastic way to just like, don't use it. Just call it low quality. Oh. So spark into wild charge or flame charge or, or discharge. discharge. Round one, build up to a wild charge. Lead lead with it. Build to a wild charge, but instead use flame charge and then use discharge as the next round. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, have them expect it's going to be a wild charge and then not be a wild charge. It um, is an incredibly spicy zebra. Mm. It is a bit frail. But it's it's oh, essentially okay. another Haunter or Gengar this cup. You leave oh, them guessing what you're going to throw. Look at that attack stat. Can I go reverse Lardy Boys and just go with, like, attack-weighted spam? Oh, just go with a, go with a Gengar. It's, and... it's one of the other options that does have access to a fire move that can start hurting pretty quick. That's in, oh, it's gross. Look at the, the 137.7 attack stat. If a, a defense I stat almost want to see if a flame charge gets through on... On uh, Ascav, is it a one-shot? Yeah, look at it. Look at that. Are you looking at that matchup? Want me to look at that one? I want you to look at that matchup. Okay, let's see. Show our beautiful viewers here in so Twitch. versus and Self Commander. And then we're going to go specifically to single Escavalier counter drill run Megahorn, and we're going to battle. 
so it wins, but that's because it throws a flame charge. Let's see. We're going to do... Drop the shield on no Escav. shield battle. No. It runs a wild... It, it goes wild charge first. It debuffs. Remove wild no. charge as a move. None. Still wins. I mean, it's still, yeah, it wins. So that's what? Seven sparks. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven sparks. It runs the same timing as counter. No, so. Christina, you are absolutely right. You can never really sim the... Every interaction is different, but I just wanted to see, even when it gets to that flame charge, it's still off the counter damage. That's the, almost half health. So it looks like the biggest, the biggest risk here is that you and in this in this IV scenario Zebstrika has a higher attack stat. Yeah. It wins it it comes down to if there's no lag, you hit your buttons at the same time, you both get to a charge move. So you get to flame charge at the same time they get to drill run. Drill run will end you. Yeah, but that's the it's the same for both sides. Right, but so it the comes benefit down... is you get this buff if you use flame charge. No, right, but it comes down to a CMP tie is what I'm saying. Right, yes, and and only because Zepstrika has a higher attack stat. It's the it only should reason it theoretically wins. win that, but it that's should based theoretically on IVs. based on IVs exactly. No, I just wanted to point out there are some other niche fire options. Yeah, Zepstrika is uh, Zepstrika Zip Strike is weird. That one's that one would be that's a really question would be a really questionable pick. You want to know a really spicy one that I have? Oh boy! I have a Starmie with hidden power fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about hold it. Hold on, hold on. Where? Hold, hold on, hold on. Where is it? It's rank one sixty two. I know it's not Starmie good. versus the Sylph Commander Cup. So water gun, psychic hydro pump as its standard. It has fifty wins, one hundred twenty-five losses. If we switch that, in power fire, psychic hydro pump still? Are you you going weird and you going? Ice I haven't beam? even checked its other moves. I just saw it as an option. I was like, Ugh. it has it's ice not going to be pretty and thunder. All right, let's let's give it a go. Twenty wins. <laughs> it's so bad. It. <laughs> Don't do it. I didn't say I was gonna do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Hidden power is bad. That's bad. is that, is that one of those low quality moves? Uh oh, actually, that's Go a back. great that's a great question. Uh, Starmy, yes, it is a low quality. All of them. <laughs> Hidden power is a low quality move. <laughs> oh. By the way, if you haven't heard, PV Poke has redesigned some of their. Uh, infographics on their page and it's really really i love go that give I can, it a look yeah go I give love it a that, look over i love that i can look at the the stats of a pokemon and see that it's like attack weighted more yep. attack weighted and basically rule stuff out yeah that's bad <laughs> i mean I, if hidden power ever got buffed it would change so much yeah so much because there are okay pokemon that have hidden power and the fact that hidden power has the availability to be any type, but is also bad. Like, thank mm-hmm. goodness. Like, imagine Hidden Power Fire as one of the best fire type moves, fire type fast moves, but it's available on, like, a ton of different Pokemon. It would be the dumbest thing. Thank goodness. 
All right. Um, little self-promotion. If anyone is listening or anybody in chat would like a tournament to participate in, we will be holding our Sylph Commander Cup the 14th of this month. It is a remote tournament that we will play over 60 hours per round. If you would like a link, jump in the Discord, say, hey, I'm interested. Let me join in on this shenanigans of craziness in this Commander Cup. Or if you're listening on the podcast, uh, we will link it in the description for you. Most of the Discord should be in the description for the podcast, so right? Yes, there should be a, a Discord link in the podcast. Let me know if it's broken. Tweet at us. But at if you're looking for a cup to play in for Commander, or if you'd like to try out a Stealth Cup, this is the second to last cup of this season. So yes, if you want to give it a try, if you are interested in running the wild and crazy Zeb Striker or spoon chucking counter user Alakazam, <laughs> <laughs> come join in on the fun. Oh God, that's ridiculous! Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine it? Black bandana. Kung Fu Master Alakazam holding spoon nunchucks. That's dumb. It's really dumb. I mean, it's Mega gets, what, eight spoons? Oh, yeah. I like think a I made us lose some... <laughs> sorry. No, it's fine. I was... Uh, I had something got pulled up. Um, something got All right. Do we want to close out on the community question? Oh, oh, goodness. Yes, we have a community question to talk about. And we actually got a couple more. I was very excited this afternoon when I looked at the the community question segment and saw that there were other, what's it called? Um, other responses. Let's see. I have no way of pulling up a page for the community question um, for here. So let me go figure something out. Um, let's see. Unfortunately, it was one of the more long versions or a longer response requiring community question. Do we have a discord? Yes, we have a discord cosmic game. Uh, let me Jesse, you want to send the link? In I'll the... grab it. Cool. The community question for the previous episode was what are your feelings on the competitive environment for Pokemon go? Um, Jamar had, Basically, everyone that responded came in with an essay, and I, I unfortunately never got around to posting it on Twitter, and I think the format of this question really wouldn't have benefited itself from Twitter, so I'm going to try and format more of these questions to be less heavy and more friendly for both fun banter and short responses, probably. I've got an idea for this episode's community question, but I don't know how you'll feel about it, Jesse. So, okay. um, but the previous community question was, what are your feelings on the competitive environment for Pokemon go? <clears throat> Jmar's response. I'm going to, I'm just going to read through it. I'm just going to go for it. We're going to send it. <clears throat> GBL thoughts. There's obviously skill required to climb ranks, but oftentimes you can get some lucky games in a row and go on a big jump or get stuck in bad leads, swaps, etc. that it can be disheartening and kill your climb. The same top names show up over and over on the leaderboards and amongst content creators. Content creators dive, drive the meta 
because they showcase teams and the player base copies those and just creates cycles. I enjoy GBL, but nowhere near as much as I've enjoyed Sylph in the past. Further on GBL, I think there's a lot of toxicity around certain team comps. I used to thumb my nose at ABB teams, but as I've ranked up and hit Legend and the leaderboard a few times now, I have to respect people who play the game to win. Calling any strategy, quote, low effort, end quote, isn't fair in my opinion. So there's all this holier than thou because I run balanced or don't don't run grass hole or whatever. I've learned that people are going to do what they can to win, so adjust and get better and don't complain. Niantic has added the these themed cups, and I think that's great because people can start using other Pokemon they otherwise wouldn't. I think they should add a sandbox mode where you can go in unranked to practice and test new teams in whatever league you want to improve. There wouldn't be a need to match up as much based on rank, so queue times would be faster there. I think the question is how many people are going to be in sandbox mode because that would then adjust the queue times. Let's see. Sylph. There is no reward for Sylph other than pride bragging rights, so it's never going to bring in as many players. It's not going to never going to bring as many players in. I can't feel like I'm the topped battler in Washington State when I know the pool of players is small and that for whatever reason players who I know are better than me have quit Sylph just because it wasn't worth their time. I don't know what Sylph can do to improve participation, but I do think the format is more conductive to showcasing skill than blind three format. <clears throat> It shows mastery of types and ability to adapt to different metas and have a breadth of Pokemon usage. I hope factions can help showcase more top battlers and get more viewers watching self-type things more often, which would lead to more esports hype as viewership increases on Twitch and whatnot. I want the best to play, but it feels like oftentimes some of the best get burnt out quick because the state of the game, bad move mechanics, snuck in moves, CMP not working the way it's supposed to, those things shouldn't flip a game. They should work as intended, which means the best player won and not because of poor game mechanics. So a lot of stuff that we've brought up. And I think another issue with the community question was that it's not very opinion driven. You're not going to get a whole lot of varied answers. I think a lot of people are going to be on the same page here. So um does bring up the interesting point and something that we haven't really talked a ton about as far as the Sylph format when it comes to people that have been burnt out and left the Sylph Arena format either have left PvP altogether because of burnout or left the Sylph Arena because there's no reward and the time commitment is a bit more. It's a bit more complicated as far as scheduling. It does Sylph make Arena it battles. a bit more complicated and that's one of the things we've always had, you know, the live tournaments that we do or the megas it's it's really hard to keep people entertained for up to 30 minutes per round mm -hmm. all right let's see winston the champ and actually i think i read this and like nodded i think is this me no which one was me one of these i pointed upwards or i i had a response um <clears throat> All right, Winston the Champ. Where to start? I feel like the environment around the game has steadily grown more toxic. I guess this is normal as the competition stiffens, but I've been in tournaments where the... Lev? Might be level. Might, might supposed to be level. Level of petty squabbling is horrid. I think Niantic sh shoulders some blame since there are so many half-broke elements of PvP. 
I guess that's my big wish for the gameplay to be smoothed out to the point battles won't as often be decided, won't be as often decided, especially in GBL, based on who lags. I think most of us here do PvP for fun, and while we want to win, we also want to learn and have a good time. So I try to spread that around, don't be salty after you lose, or make excuses. I've beaten someone where I completely hard countered the whole team, and they just said they lagged to the TO, who I'm guessing never watched the video, made us replay the matches. I don't know how to make good... I don't know how to make people good sports, but I think we as a community can hold people to that standard. I get way more annoyed with GBL because of the gameplay consistency issues and have started not to play it as much for my own sanity. I wish Sylph could find a way to have more tangible rewards. I'm always going to prefer that format. It's more engaging and competitive, but I don't think Sylph will last much longer with what seems like an ever-dwindling player base. I'd like to see Sylph try, and who knows if it would work, to partner with Niantic and become an official element of Pokemon Go within the construct of the app. You could have GBL and Sylph League be separate entities within it, but you could possibly you could possibly then reward battlers with Stardust or XP for winning Sylph battles and reaching a higher rank within that league, and continue to have Sylph Arena take care of the back-end and tournament organiz- uh, organizing. I think yes just yes just yes yes (laughs) i don't know how to make people good sports but i think we as a community can hold people to that standard it's a very (sighs) that's such a hard thing to do there was i don't remember why i was seeing it on twitter earlier today but one of the i think it was like a one year anniversary or two year anniversary or something of a tournament in I think South America where they were referencing that a 12 year old beat the number one ranked player and that number one ranked player got pissed off through their phone and basically quit PVP that day. Really? Yeah. Um, and It's unfortunate. There are people like that. There are people like that all over the place. There are people I've <laughs> I've heard anecdotes of somebody. Um, I don't know if I would really call them a friend of a friend, but acquaintance of several friends of mine who gets into that kind of mood, who rage quits, who stops playing games for a long time because they keep losing and then they come back and then they continue to lose and they get really frustrated when there are a couple people in my friend group who try to teach them better ways of play as far as being able to win, but it doesn't always stick. Um, trying to make people a good sport, like when it comes to good sportsmanship, I think it's a similar boat to basically any other... It's learning the behavior, and it's very hard as far as sportsmanship, I think, to try and teach after someone's formative years. So after, you know, your mid, maybe you're like mid-20s. You kind of like solidify into that sort of thought process. When you're a kid and you're... Oh, you're, in, you're super impressionable as a kid. Yes, you're super impressionable as a kid. That's when that's when that kind of mindset sets in. And if you're 
unfortunate if unfortunately if you're a poor sport when you're a kid you usually grow up to be a poor sport and you're i will 100 percent agree to that but at the same time i kind of disagree with the original statement where once you get to a certain age you can let me put it this way. I was an incredibly sour grape for a long time when it came to competitive gaming, but then I started going to events where you're actually there with people and you have to, your <laughs> actions speak for yourself when you're there. Yeah. I've come to learn that in my later life, I have to check myself a whole lot more when I'm in an actual real world situation. Cause I can't just be like, throw little man tantrums when something stupid happens or I do something wrong. Whereas if I'm at home, I'm always cussing up a storm and my roommate's yelling at me. It's just a game. Calm down. Right. It's like, no, he killed me and it was stupid. Yeah. I mean, but I think you are in a better, you're in a better mindset than some people. Some people don't have that filter. Right. There they, are they competitors don't that don't have that be, filter. They don't. The biggest thing I've learned in my adult life is how to be humble. Yeah, I think that's all. I think in in just about any community, I think you're going to struggle with the good sportsmanship. Unfortunately, right? Because everybody's trying their hardest. They believe in their mind that they are without a reason. There should be no reason for them to lose. Yeah, and I trust me. I've played, I've played Smash Brothers. I've played League of Legends. I've played the majority. I played Counter Strike competitively mm. those games i understand how frustrating it can be but there comes a point where you have to realize you gave it your all you don't always win mm -hmm. and it's not easy it's not easy to teach people you know to smile when you lose it's not easy being cheesy sorry that was dumb <laughs> um yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's a... like, for example, when we hosted the Smash Brothers tournament at the movie theater, after every match to break the tension, I would have the crowd applaud for both players. Mm -hmm. Because if you just glorify one, that's where you create the divide. And you you always want to incentivize the or want to push the, the mutual handshake at the end of every match. Right. Um, the, because that you both put on a great performance, even if they totally wrecked you. You you still did the best you could. Mm -hmm. And it takes both players to recognize and appreciate that. And the spectators. Um, let's see. Uh, Green Heron responds directly to Winston's community question answer. Uh, Green Heron says, Very well said. I agree on all counts. As a TO for three different local tournaments and one international one, it's not easy. The squabbling is difficult to deal with, and lots of times there are two players who just can't find a time to battle within the round timer, and there's no good way within self to deal with that. Under the arena rules, we have to look through their DMs and choose which of them is, quote, more ready and willing to battle, end quote. Sometimes it's obvious which, is, uh, which of them is, but usually both players are equally poor at communicating with each other. And the rules specifically stay, say, I'm not allowed to flip a coin and to pick someone. The TO is stuck between a rock and a hard place a lot of times when there, whenever there is a dispute. That's something I'd never really considered that as a tournament organizer and a tournament organizer and it's a remote tournament and no one's putting forth that effort. 
and no one's reached out to either that there's no way to hand a loss to both players. Yeah. Because unfortunately, if you hand a loss to both players and you're on the bottom segment of the, the if you're on the bottom table, you're going to fight each other again. Yeah. Probably. So, I mean, in that case, if they go up against each other realistically, if they go up against each other and then don't communicate, they should just get kicked from the tournament. Um, but that's not within the rules. So you, we got to work within what Self Arena has. And right. GBL doesn't have any kind of thing of like if you're not communicating or you're not playing, you're either not getting rewards or you jump into a match and you don't tap and you just lose anyway. Yeah. So done sports. Let's see. You responded with, oh man, I gotta work on my response for tonight. <laughs> I mean, I could pretty much pile on what I've been saying already and what all these wonderful people are saying. Mm -hmm. It's just <sighs> there's so many different ways to approach this question. We just need to make the community better. And that starts with you, the player, and then your friends around you, and then extending that friend group to your opponents. Just be better. Yeah, you I lost. think that's I think that's the 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 player element of the competitive environment within Pokemon Go, but I think there's a lot of like that's, I was that's, gonna that's put out a the, whole lengthy answer, but yeah, that's <laughs> I'm too exhausted. That's really focused on the the player and the community side. I think within, I mean, the glaring and obvious issues are Niantic needs to work on the core the core performance and core gameplay mechanics of PvP to make sure that it actually works. That's bar none like that should... is that the dream when we get a day where the competitive works and I mean, they don't complain about that anymore uh, maybe who knows <laughs> i mean <laughs> they'll we make could up all... some other thing to complain apocalypse about. could happen dinosaurs are roaming the earth again and pokemon <laughs> go might still be having you could still be calling a go battle lag i don't know so <laughs> i i i hope we get to a point where it is solid because there are plenty of other games that have a working netcode and i mean i don't think it's netcode per se i think there are just weird oddities probably within the the programming of a phone-to-phone match-made game that i'd love to see fixed and i think probably can be fixed with enough time but we're not there yet so but i think that's incredibly important for the overall health of the game and i think I've seen it as an example, and I might have brought this up before. Um, early on, I think it was year two of Rainbow Six Siege, they had a season called Operation Health, where they didn't release... I think they released an updated version of a map. They didn't release new operators, new characters. They basically made tweaks, and they adjusted the basically the back end of the game so that they could, one, easily put put new characters and new maps and new weapons into the game without breaking what was already there, as well as improving the overall health of the game and the core back end of the game so it would actually run better, both in that instance and in the future. Now, having not 
seeing that from the outside of I've actually never played Rainbow Six Siege, I imagine you ask hardcore Siege players, they would say Operation Health, yeah, what did it actually do? But because we don't see the back end, like what the amount of work that went into that uh, three to six month period, however long that was, could have been incredibly crucial for the still succeeding competitive game that is Rainbow Six Siege. So, and that's something that I see, I would like to see both in Pokemon Go. I would love to see, hey, the next month, as much as we would love to release new, a bunch of new Pokemon, focus on this, that, and the other, we want to work on the overall health of the game. We want to look at the mechanics we already have. So we want to look at eggs. We want to look at raids. We want to look at the catching of Pokemon, the collection of Pokemon. We want to look at potentially breeding or the battling system or anything. They want to look at the whole of the game and what exists now and want to define, redefine, refine the game and they want to take three months to do that, take three months to do that. Give us some recycled events. Give us some recycled raids. I love to see Deoxys again, and I'm sure plenty of other players would. <laughs> Give us some you know, previous stuff. Grab us highlights of like the best events from the past... How long has it been? It's almost been five years of the game. Yep. Give us the best of the last four and a half plus years. Give us the best events. Give us some really cool events that you've already done or stuff from the past that you've done. I'd love to see the clones come back again. See the what? The clone Pokemon. Yeah, like bring back back the the squirrels with classes. Bring back the squirrels with classes. We can get a rerun Squirtle Community Day. Give us, I guess Surf Pikachu already came back. You can also Elite TM it. Right, but like... Bring back the early community days that haven't really gotten a rerun or like realistically they are getting a rerun now. Bring back other stuff. If you have to take Go Battle League down for a couple months, you have to take Go Battle League down for a couple of months. But refine the game. I think people will survive. <laughs> I think people will survive. And as I mean, long as you say... YouTube, some, some vloggers may be questionable. But... As long as you say, we're going to take three months, we're going to take the season, we're going to improve the game. And this is something I would love to see communicated both in pokemon go and i would love to see it within something like destiny as well where your the communication between the developer and the community needs to be there and you need to say okay we get it there's problems and we would love to work on it but there are so many other things going on in the game right now that we basically have to put things on pause and if you have to do that for the overall health of the game for pokemon go to continue i mean it already makes money and realistically Pokemon Go might as well print money for Niantic and the Pokemon Company and Nintendo. However, that revenue split is is happening. Pokemon Go prints money for them. They don't have to take a three-month period to actually improve the game because it's still going to print money. Um, I was... It was a, a, a Datto video on Destiny. Microtransactions, people saying, vote with your wallet, uh, it doesn't happen because there are plenty of people that are going to spend money anyway and it doesn't matter that that there's there's enough other spending elsewhere that like voting with your wallet doesn't actually change anything right 
So realistically, we probably will never see a three-month period. But what I would love, in the grand scheme of things, we will probably never see a period of time in which they are focusing on the overall health of the game to continue. Because it already is making a bunch of money. If they continue doing the same thing, it's still going to make a bunch of money. But for the overall health of the game, I would love to see a period of time where they say, okay, we get it. There are problems. We would love to resolve them. We have to put some things on hold. We will put them on hold. You have to bear with us. We would lo- we, we really want you to come back once the game is in a serviceable, serviceable position so that if you do take three months off, we want you to come back at the end of those three months when the game is better. Right. So that is something that not many developers have really not many developers have really stated but in games like Fallout 76 you've seen a consistent push to making a better game in um oh goodness gracious what's the space game called um No Man's Sky No Man's Sky released to really not great like it had much higher expectations than what the initial release was, but they continued to work on the game for years and it is a solid product now. So, and arguably Destiny's in the same same boat where year one was disappointing and we're looking at year four of Destiny 2 and you're looking at a better product? I mean, arguably it's taken too long and even then it's not fantastic. But... But they've continued to work on the game. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's a, from a PvP. Uh, it's a three-hour podcast. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. From from the take, a, from, from the side of the the PvP side, and, and maybe next episode, if we don't have a whole lot of content, I'd really like to talk about the casual perspective, the Raiders perspective, and the PvPers perspective of Pokemon Go. From a PvPers perspective, if they have to take GBL down, if they have to stop all of the PvP, like if PvP has to be locked for a month while they work on whatever issues they have to, I'll wait a month. I'll wait two months. Three months is a long time. That means basically Sylph has to pause everything they're doing. Three months is a long time, but I might wait three months for them to, if they have to take that time to fix the game, they have to take that time to fix the game. So maybe I'm more, I'm, I'm probably a lot more patient than most other people though. So I was just going to say some people's careers benefit on them being able to play PVP every day. Right. I, nothing against them. I, and I, I, I don't think that's, you know, do what you love and do what makes you money. But in the grand scheme of in, in one of one of the biggest things with online content and just making a living off of stuff online, you have to diversify. So, you know, you'll have you'll have to move to another game. Some people will join you or excuse me. Some people will come with you as you shift into another game for other content some people will leave you but then when you shift over to other content you continue to make content other people will join you for that new content 
Um, right. So it's one of those things that you just kind of have you just have to go with it. Um, and the people that are betting on GBL as GBL content and want to continue making content beyond, like, you have to diversify. At some point, mm-hmm. I mean, the benefit is you and I play this inc- incredibly casual. We're not here to make money or have thousands of listeners or, you know, be like we're not uber consistent. So we can continue to talk about the changes within Pokemon Go PvP. Maybe at some point we'd do something else. I don't know. Um, I imagine not Yu-Gi-Oh, but, you know. I'm going to leave. <laughs> um yeah we could i mean one of the the biggest things that i've seen from content quote unquote unquote, content content creators because i'm not exactly the biggest fan of that phrase um is that one of the primary directives is once you hit some sort of success diversify diversify between your revenue streams and the type of stuff that you do so that you, if one thing falls, you still have a solid foundation to to um, kick back on. So, um, yes, this community question is loaded and really long, and would not have worked on Twitter at all. Jesse, it's May the fourth. What you got? I have an idea. And I don't know, I don't know. Is it in a galaxy far, far away? Kind of. My thought is, pick a Star Wars character, any Star Wars character, build them a team of six Pokemon. Oh, kind of like what they do with like the Disney princesses and stuff? I guess. Have you not seen those? Mm, Maybe. I imagine Jar Jar Binks is like Mud Boys. But like Kylo Ren is like super edgy. So like you probably see Sneasel. Um Sneasel or Weavile. Uh what else would Kylo Ren have? I guess it kind of depends on what Kylo Ren we're talking about. If we're talking about like um There you go. Check out Link I sent you. What do you got? You got is it fan art? Pokemon meets Disney, what team would each princess have? Oh, Screen Rant. Yeah, probably. I imagine this is probably something we would see i don't know what's your th- what's your thought on that community question i'd have or, to think about it <laughs> community uh community prompt it's more of a prompt than it is a community question i think in this oh that's fine instance. for me okay of uh, what's your uh, pick a star wars character build them a team of six and it can be themed off of basically anything so if you go with generic stormtrooper, you could go with a team of the like white with black accents. If you go with like Commander Cody, the the clone uh, clone trooper commander, you could go with go with like the blue accents, but also go with like leader Pokemon. So Commander Cody, you might see an Empoleon. You could see. Uh, I feel like Star Raptor might be on Commander Cody's team of six. Um. Yoda would be, I imagine, small Relicanth. but powerful. <laughs> Relicanth. For Yoda? <laughs> Probably. I mean, if he's on Dagobah, like, 
Relicanth would make some sense, I think. Although Relicanth is a deep sea Pokemon, not necessarily a mud boy. <clears throat> no, you're right. Maybe Barboach. Hold on to Barboach. I don't know. What do you, is that fitting for May the 4th? Always, yes. I'm I was disappointed that Cinco de Mayo is not on a Taco Tuesday this this year, so Oof. Yeah, maybe next year. Um Yeah. That I guess that's your community question. Pick a Star Wars character from wherever if you want to go what is it Star Wars Legends where the canon that was established before the new 3 the the new trilogy pick a character from there go for it if you want to pick a character from the original trilogy the new trilogy the prequel trilogy which is okay you know go for it uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi hello there hello there hello there go for it I'd be actually curious to see what am I thinking uh, who, uh General Grievous Ooh, what team would that could be a fun have? one steel that would team be interesting oh uh, yeah that would make sense yeah steel team uh steel team six huh <laughs> Pun. stop it <laughs> puns all right we're we're going long we, we went way long um we've been live for almost just shy of three hours recording for two and a half so thank you everybody for tuning in putting up with our shenanigans this was a longer episode we kind of figured it would be with all of this content that we were looking at after last episode's release. So we'll see what we come up with as far as announcements between this episode and next episode. Kind of the thought is to play it, play a little loosey goosey with uh, potentially some community driven discussion. We've gotten a couple of articles off of Reddit and such with some interesting topics that we might discuss so we will see we will see we will see we'll see the sea seas that puns <sighs> i'm losing it <laughs> thank you everybody for joining us joining the listening to the battle science podcast i have been steven that has been jesse if you want to follow us on twitter at battle underscore science if you want to send us an email you are free to do so at battlescience.podcast at gmail.com. You can back us on Patreon at a dollar tier more and get the monthly Battle Science After Dark podcast at uh, patreon.com slash battlescience. You can be a Patreon producer at the $5 tier or more. You get your name read at the beginning of every episode of that month or the following month time, the way that Patreon works out. At the $5 tier or more as a Patreon producer as a battle science producer uh discord's open to everybody there will be links in the description of this both i think all three youtube twitch and podcast services um i feel like i might be missing something but i don't know go check out the youtube youtube we're still hoping to get 100 subscribers you can follow us and not hit that bell you won't get notifications you'll just see it in your subscription feed every once in a while and if you don't watch the youtube versions of the battle science podcast that's okay your subscriber still counts and we're still looking to get to that 100 people so we can get youtube.com slash battle science because um, that is behind 100 100 subscriber sort of wall and we're not there yet so 
if you could go subscribe to Battle Science on the YouTubes, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Jesse, if that's everything. Have a good night. We'll catch and we'll you. see you out there on the battlefield.